and welcome to another episode of the Young Black and Bothered Sports Desk. This is your boy Q, and I am not at the bar getting a lap dance. Uh, I am joined by my co-host for the evening. <laughs> What's going on, y'all? This is Lou. Uh, we uh, we missed y'all last week. We hope you got. Uh, you guys are ready for another uh, fire-ass episode, so let's get to it. This is Greg. I didn't miss y'all motherfuckers last week. I, I was enjoying football, so <laughs> clearly you hear my wife in the background. She's, she's drunk, so <laughs> clearly. One uh, too she's much tequila crazy. for national time. Too much. Today. Exactly. Uh, okay. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right, so as the... Uh, football game that's supposed to be taking place right it's supposed to be like midway through the first quarter right now the teams are now walking out back onto the field to warm up to get ready for a kickoff which will be in about 20 minutes um i've never seen uh never heard of a weather delay for a, for a stadium with a roof but roger Goodell is commissioner and there and here we are all right so let's just start off any start off with any hot takes you may have before we get into the nuts and bolts of this show? I have a few, but I'm going to go last. So it's on you and Lou. Lou, go ahead. All right. I got one hot take. And it pains me to say this because the Steelers organization never does this. And I believe that the, the final straw has finally come for them to do so. But Mike Tomlin is not going to be the head coach of the Steelers at the end of the season. Absolutely. They never. The last... Go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say they they're they're known for not you know they don't fire you know, doing dress they they don't fire their personnel their staff or anything during the season they they normally wait for off season. But if this continues, I mean, everybody can see Ben's just too old. Their offensive coordinator's garbage. They need to, you know, bye-bye Mike Tomlin. Uh, I would say that's a, I would say that's a very juicy nene, but uh, not even spicy. I'm, I'm sorry. Juicy, juicy nene. I'm, but I'm, I'm sorry. Um, Kyrie Irving called me, and he, he was telling me to save my hot take. So I just... <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I, I can't do it right now. So, uh, I wasn't expecting that call. Like, literally, he's like, oh, well, great. I understand. Uncle Drew, too. We've already sent out the trailer. I'm like, you know what? I, I'm in the middle of the show. I, I'm in the middle of the show. I'm going to give you a call right back. And, yeah. Um, I, I'm going to save my hot take, Q. I'm, I'm going to save it. Okay. All right, that's fine. Uh, oh, man. Um, I had a really good hot take. And it was kind of related to Kyrie and to all of the unvaccinated players who just won't. Uh, uh, and we're going to talk about this later in the show, but to all you unvaccinated fucks. Oh, why? no. Why? You're starting already. <laughs> It's yeah. starting already. We're not even six minutes into the show. We started. <laughs> what are you doing? Just, oh, just get the, what's so what's so hard, difficult, or even remotely like key brained about you getting a little needle 
in your arm. I mean, you already get needles in your arms all the time, you steroid juices. Um, but Yo. what's so wrong? <laughs> what's so wrong? It's so difficult and so uh, imbecilish with just getting a fucking shot so that you don't spread a deadly virus to your teammates, to your coaches, to the fans in the stands who half of them aren't vaccinated and everyone else. You selfish fucks. You are <laughs> already. Oh my anyway, God. Anyway, here we go. Damn. <clears throat> here we go. And oh, yeah, I got more 17. for that. With, and I, I have more for that when we get to that segment in the show. But we're going to start with the NFL Week 4. Uh, which is coming to come into a wrap tonight uh, when he, when Roger Goodell is uh, stops being afraid of a little lightning. I mean, look what team is playing. Their nickname is Bolt Up. <laughs> the irony. The irony. The irony of <laughs> is the irony. The irony. It, it has died a slow death tonight. You have a team that their nickname is Bolt. Their their catchphrase is Bolt Up. And you delay the game because of lightning in a stadium with a roof. Stan Kroenke, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. Anyway, <clears throat> so starting leading us off was the game of the year that was a dud, a slow the game of the year that was a dud, a dud, a, I agree. a snooze fest. I agree. I, I, I completely agree. agree. Yeah, this up four quarters too long. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. That's about the, that's about that, it too. For so, that sums it up right. So not only did we have not only was that a rain contest when there so that dampened the mood. Uh the the Buccaneers made Mac Jones look like a fucking Hall of Famer. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it. Mm, yeah, and well, all know he's... Oh, go ahead. And second, second take. Richard Sherman, go coach. <laughs> go coach. You got abused. He did like a. Like a he, he got abused. He did recover like a, a fumble though. <laughs> doesn't matter. He got abused like a preschooler, like a preschooler's rag doll. Oh jeez. We got abused like a preschooler's rag doll. And I get it. I got a hot I, you know, I, 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 I give really him up. Really quick. Actually, it's not even a hot take. I want Q's hot take on this question. Who fell off worse? Richard Sherman or Josh Norman? Mm. <laughs> mm. And I, oh, I need you to expound right. on this, Q. All right. So I'm going to say Josh Norman. And the reason why I say Josh Norman, because in year two, by year two of that contract he signed in Washington, back when the idiots were running the asylum, uh, he was already falling off, beginning the fall off the cliff. The third year, he completely fell off of it. Uh, So I'm going to say Josh Norman, because you got to think, in his three years with San Francisco after he left the the Seahawks, Richard Sherman was still a Pro Bowl caliber cornerback he wasn't he wasn't shut down like he was he wasn't at shutdown corner um in a sense like he was when he was in seattle but he was serviceable 
and even you know I think the first year he was pro like he made it to the Pro Bowl in the second year he should have made it to the Pro Bowl the third year after that which was last year that was the year that he had all you know all those injuries um, but he was still a serv- he was still a rather serviceable and at times Pro Bowl level cornerback Josh Norman had one season. And that was the first season in D.C. before he got beamed up into Irrelevancy Island. Ooh, you like how, you like my take on that? Oh, I like that. I like that. It was a good I like take. That. I like that. So I so so my answer to that is who fell off the who fell off the cliff faster or quicker? Josh Norman. And after Derrick Henry stiff-armed his ass last year, too, just proved that, uh, yeah, he fell off a long time ago. Yeah, uh, yeah. There was a, I mean, there was a reason that, that Carolina rescinded his, uh, his, uh, his franchise, to, you know, when he made him a fran- the franchise player and they rescinded it. Yeah, Washington swooped in, signed him to a $56 million contract, but he really only he really only earned one season of it. Because remember, by, by the third by the third year by that third year, he was de- he was getting DMP. Like co- like uh, coaches, <laughs> that idiot of a coach, John, uh, Jay Gruden, didn't want to co- did not want to could not play him. Listen, the, the Washington football team, and at that time, the Washington R words. <clears throat> Washington R word could not could basically not play Josh Norman, and, and and for good and for good reasons because he was washed like a used washcloth. Anyway, getting back to the game that to the game of the year that wasn't or that should have been, uh, the Clydesdale himself, Tom Brady, broke. Drew Brees' passing record in the most inconspicable way. So there was a play. Uh, I think it was like middle of the first, uh, towards the end of the first quarter is when he broke it. Uh, well, when the, the refs assisted him in breaking it because he hit a 26-yard pass and then um, Tampa Bay called timeout. The refs moved the ball up a yard and that officially brought him the record. It's like uh, where's the where's the climax? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I did not I, I did not understand that at all. I did not understand that at all. But uh, hey, I'm not watching Goodell. But moving right along, and to the sh- to the title of this show, real real quick, did you, did you did you hear why? Did you hear why they called timeout when they did? They call timeout. <clears throat> so the reason for the timeout, uh, uh, the reason for the timeout, it was to allow this, allow the fans and everyone to celebrate in that moment. It was going to do some tribute, you know, when when right. when when players break a, a significant record or anything, you know, they stop the game and let the fans and everyone applaud them. The yep. team would give them some plaque or something. That's why. That's right. You know, right. That's why Blue uh, Arians uh, told. Uh, Brady to call that timeout because that it was supposed to be a time to honor to honor him for 
achieving that record. Um, but moving right along, moving on, moving on to the next topic on the NFL docket, and it is the title of this show: Urban Meyer being naughty. Oh, oh boy! Here we go. I got my Coca Cola right here, ready to take a swig. So, the Jacksonville Jaguars played a game on Thursday, uh, which they almost beat the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals almost bangled, but they held on to beat the Jaguars 27-24. Uh, Urban Meyer decided, um, you know, he wanted to, he was going to stay in Ohio to, to, to visit his grandkids. Uh, so he went to a bar. He went to a bar. And there was some... Hoes. There were some pa- other patrons at the bar <laughs> who were of the, who were the opposite. <laughs> You're trying to be nice. There were some hoes. I know, right? Yeah, there were some hoes. <laughs> okay, so, so there were some hoes that wanted to take a picture with him. Uh, so he acknowledged and took a picture with them. But then there is a there is a video that uh, went viral yesterday. Uh, actually, no, it didn't go viral yesterday. It went viral Saturday. Uh, it's showing Urban Meyer um, on a bar stool and a young lady. Or the, the, I'm gonna say young lady, and we'll be. I'm gonna keep this G-rated. Uh, the young lady was the, dancing in the front of you. Pretty young She was like, pretty young <laughs> 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 Right. So, so here, here, here's my thing. Urban Meyer is 56, 56 years old. Oh my god! And he thinks that he's back at Ohio State with the pretty young biatches. With the young, pretty young, <laughs> with the pretty young tenderoni. <laughs> with the pretty young Tindy Warney. Oh, like, uh, oh damn. So, <laughs> uh, after the... So, after the... Say it, Q. You know you want to say it. <laughs> I, I know, right? I know. Q want to say it. Just the hoe is bye. The hoe is bye. So, take your hoe and come Oh, my God, yo. Oh, so, shit, my chest hurts. So, oh, my God. So, <laughs> so oh, what's the video went viral on Twitter? What's the video went viral on Twitter? Um, <laughs> Urban Meyer made it a, a public apology to his family, to the Jaguars, to um, his players, Um yeah, I shouldn't allow myself to get to be in that type of situation. Blah 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 blah. Hushy hushy hushy. Actually, let me see what exactly he said. Let me pull this article up. Oh boy. Oh, Irving, Irving, Irving. You haven't learned. Look, man code one on one. Don't take your hoes. Don't take your side chicks. Don't don't don't. You don't you don't take them out in public. You don't take them out in public. Anyway. Oh boy. Oh man. Oh man. You being nice. <laughs> I am trying to be very nice tonight. I am so he said I don't like so, this. I don't like so, this. So today he today he he issued a state uh in in a press conference. Um he said, quote, I just apologize to the team and, and the staff for being a distraction. It was stupid. So I explained <sighs> to everyone what happened and owned it and I should not have been in that position. With the hoes. Those pretty With the young hoes. Those pretty young biatches. 
Dancing in front of you. Say it one time. One time. One time. Your team has lost. No, 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 no. Your team has lost. 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 Who was he hanging with, Q? Say it. Them bitches. I love it. And as we talk about Urban Meyer being with the bitches, the game has officially started. Urban Meyer. He said he went out to a restaurant to eat and was recognized by another group which asked him to take pictures and then try to convince him to take the dance floor. The first year Jacksonville head coach conceded he should have never, that he should have left the Red Scholarship rather than hang around and know that he also apologized to his family, which was, quote, upset. And team owner Shad Khan, who was, quote, supportive, unquote, during their conversation. Hey, if I'm, um, if I'm Shelly Meyer, I'm calling Tiger Woods' uh, ex-wife. Yep. Tips. Quickly, mm-hmm. oh, that's man. probably the most action urban scene in four weeks since the football man, season started. Man, what? Oh yes, <sighs> oh urban, oh urban. We know you'll be at USC next year. It's okay. Just, just with just the get three young biatches. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Okay. All right, moving right along. Moving right along. While <clears throat> Urban Meyer is doing some hoeing, Andy Dalton, I'm convinced now, Andy Dalton has some has the receipts on Matt Nagy. Mm-hmm. I'm yes. convinced. So, Matt Nagy, the embattled head coach of the Chicago Bears, um, announced today that once he announced today that once that when Andy Dalton is healthy, he will be the Bears' starting quarterback over rookie Justin Fields. Jesus Christ! <laughs> so background: Andy Dalton. Dalton. Uh, so this is what Matt Nagy said: "Quote: When Andy's healthy, he's our starter. Justin's the two, Nick's the three. Now, Andy Dalton has missed the past two games because of a bone bruise on his knee." Uh, Field struggle in his place during the week three loss to the Browns, but then he turned things around in week four on the way to a 24 to 14 win over the Detroit Lions. You know what? Fuck this. The Lions don't fucking count. The, the Lions are not even a real NFL team. Like, do they exist? Uh, do they exist? Are they real? Like, is it. <coughs> All right, so that game doesn't even fucking matter. It, it matters, but it doesn't fucking matter. It's the fucking Lions. It, it, my seven-year-old son can beat the Lions by himself. Anyway. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so Justin Fields yesterday uh, went 11-17 for 209 passing yards. Um, he didn't throw a touchdown. Most importantly, he didn't throw a pick. But... I, it, <laughs> This nitwad, Matt Nagy, it's just like, I, 
No. You clearly see that Justin Fields is the spark that the Bears offense needs. I get that he's a court. I get that he's a rookie. I get that you don't want to put him in situations to, excuse me, you don't want to put him in situations that will um, hinder his development, a.k.a. Tua last year. Um, but you got to get the kid play. And the kid has shown, like, he hasn't shown much, but he's shown that he can be a spark to the offense. But no, Matt Nagy, you soon to be fired coach in three weeks. Mm-hmm. He's pulling his best. He's pulling his best. Jay Gruden, like I'm riding with the veteran. He's shown more than somebody. I ain't gonna say who, but you know who. He did show more than Dwayne Haskins. He has. Mm-hmm. He has shown more than Dwayne Haskins. Give you that. And Austin Eckler just broke a big one. All right. Uh, sorry, I had to break into that news, but I, I don't get it. Like Andy, Andy Dalton is the most. Vanilla of vanilla quarterbacks, and I'm not talking about skin color. Like he, he's that. All right, so he's he he's that he's that broken ice cream machine at McDonald's. You know it's broken. <laughs> you know it's broken. Yeah, but it, yeah. it does give us it does give us some ice cream sometimes. That's Andy Dalton. Yeah. So what? What are his thing? What are the expectations for Andy Dalton? Like, do you look at well, damn, Austin Eckler is already, already out. Jesus Christ, busted lineups in Fanduel. Either way, no. what are the expectations of Andy Dalton versus Justin Fields? Me personally, seeing them four games in, how many more games could Justin Fields Q and Lou? How many more games could he win versus Andy Dalton? Oh, uh, well, you know, Justin Fields is a lot more mobile. Uh, Andy is, well, I mean, Andy is Andy's, Andy is Andy talking right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's, uh, I just don't know what, what's going through Nagy's head. I just, I don't understand. And I don't think anybody else does either. Yeah. He's trying to get himself fired. <laughs> he literally is trying to get himself fired. He should have been fired last year. He should have been fired last year, but I think he's really, really trying to get himself fired now. That's what I. That's what I think. Like you know, so Q, you predicted this now. though. You predicted. This. Let me see. Hold on. Um, in the hot takes. Uh, let me just make sure again because for some reason I said acting crazy. You said no, no, Matt Nagy would last eight games, but it's not in our notes. He's not, not going to last eight games. He's not going to last eight games. Not with Andy Dalton. <laughs> not with Andy Dalton. No, that's not happening. <sighs> Moving right along. <clears throat> Moving right along from coaches that don't know how to coach quarterbacks to a team that really wanted a rushing record. You know who I'm talking about. It is the Baltimore Ravens with their art, with their their RB1 that masquerading as a quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Mm. Uh, it got pretty spicy. It got pretty spicy today between uh, John Harbaugh and Vic Fangio. 
uh, Fangio was not happy. Was not happy about the Ravens running on their last play of the game yesterday. Yeah. Uh, his comments, <clears throat> excuse me, specifically, uh, Vic Fangio, when the Ravens not kneeling on the final play on Sunday, he said, quote, yeah, I thought it was kind of bullshit, but I expected it from him. Why did he expect it? Quote, because I know how they operate. That's their mode of operation there. Player safety is secondary. Ooh. Shots fired. Shots fired. And we do know. <laughs> I mean, just know what the Raven. Who just caught that? Somebody who yes. nobody fucking has on him. Fucking Christ. Who in the. Oh, my God. People. <sighs> Donald Parham. Motherfuckers who steals. And the vultures touchdowns. You got to be fucking kidding me. Anyway, that's that's the Ravens. <clears throat> we know that the Ravens don't give a shit about. We really don't give a shit about player safety. We just look at their running back room. They've lost their top running back. Actually, no, their second top running back because we know their top running back. His name is Lamar Jackson. They lost their second top running back. Their third top running back. Their fourth top running back. And that was before the season even started. Before the season started. We know what happened to... Uh, we, we all remember the clearest day what happened to J.K. Dobbins in a meaningless play, uh, preseason game. Uh, in a meaningless preseason game, John Harbaugh sent him out there. What did he do? Tears his ACL. In practice the next week. In practice the next week, Gus Edwards, who was then elevated to RB to RB two, we all know RB one is Lamar Jackson. He was elevated to RB two in practice. What does he do? Tear his ACL. <laughs> they had to sign. <laughs> they had to sign two bums off the street. Well, one is not a bum. One is a bum. Uh, the the bum being Le'Veon Bell. The not bum being uh, uh shit. What's his name? Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray. Yes. I don't know why. This is just signed Cam Newton. Exactly. <laughs> let let Cam well. Newton play running back. I mean, pretty much. Yeah, let him play running back because you know he can't. Quarterback and you got quarterback anymore. insurance right there. So. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, <clears throat> Fangio made, made those comments. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. He clapped back and said, uh, Ravens, this was a tweet from Mike Cleese. He is one of the beat wolf quarters from, for the Broncos. He said, Ravens coach John, he tweeted, Ravens coach John Harbaugh said it was called, called not to take a lead with three, not to take a knee with three seconds left. Instead, ran play to get record for most consecutive 100 plus yard rushing games. Overheard Broncos players who were livid as they walked into the locker room. Uh, so after the game, Harbaugh said this quote: "It is it's one of those things that's meaningful. It's a very very tough record to accomplish. It's a long term record. So I'm not going to say that." I'm not going to say it's more important than winning the game, for sure. It's certainly not. 
But as a head coach, I think you do that for your players and you do that for your coaches. And that's something they'll have for the rest of their lives. Um, he also responded to Fangio's comments today saying, quote, uh, throwing the ball in the end zone with 10 seconds left. I don't know if that's there's a 16 point touchdown that's going to be possible right there. Every team's going to do that. I mean, if, if there's 10, you know, 15, 20 seconds left and, and you're in the red zone, I mean, you're not just going to kneel on the ball if you're losing. You're going to try to put up more points. And they also, but, I mean, but that's the unwritten rule of the NFL is if you're winning and, just kneel it. you know, you're, yeah, yeah. Just kneel it, get it over with. So, like, so a lot of the Broncos <clears throat> feel, a lot of the Broncos players feel that, you know, the, the Ravens were up. And at this point, the Ravens, they, they felt that the Ravens were trying to rub it in. Well, if you felt that way, you should have played. You should you should have you should have played better. Your quarterback should have played better. One that replaced the one that got injured, who should not be in the league at all now. Like he is terrible. Drew Locke is a terrible, terrible, terrible quarterback. Terrible quarterback should not be in the league. Should not be in the league. The Steelers will make him look like John Elway next week. If I'm a Broncos fan, I'm praying that, that Teddy Checkdown gets out of the concussion protocol quickly. Because if you got to depend on Drew Locke, good luck. And yeah, good luck. Anyway, let's get to these first couple of voice let's get to these few voicemails we have right now and then we can continue moving right along on this on this train called the sports desk here we go hey what's good what's good let me get involved in here lads bring it on mm-hmm. bring right. it on next comment here we go Coming from a Browns fan, <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree with you, uh, Lou. But the problem been for years, and it's been they've been trying to patch up the offensive line on the Steelers, and they've been trying to patch up. Uh, they they don't want to go rookie, which I uh, believe well, you know, not rookie, but uh, Mason Rudolph or the other quarterback that y'all got. Y'all got a cornerstone was uh, you know with Najee Harris. But, you know, uh, y'all defense is okay, but, but Joe Hayden getting old. And then, uh, y'all linebacker core ain't been the same for years. So, you know, I hope y'all get that whole, I hope the Steelers get that whole thing situated. But it's not even Mike Tomlin. That's not the problem. It's, uh, like you said, it's the offensive coordinator and it's Big Ben. Plus, like I said, the patched up, uh, offensive line. It's Band-Aid. <clears throat> okay, really good comment. Thank you, thank you for that. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving right along, this next comment. Here we go. Hey, yo, what's going on? Coming through to say what's popping real quick. Principal Lou Salah and Greg, what's popping, y'all? What's going on, bro? What's going on? What's up? Glad to have you here. And if you left one more comment, let's go ahead and play that. Hey, yo, but real talk. Let's go Browns. Three one. <laughs> okay. 
right. And this should help us get into our next topic to so this last comment. Did you guys see that Atlanta Falcons game in uh, Washington? How they came back at the end, like literally at 30 seconds? <laughs> this is actually, I actually did not have that on the docket, but hey, we can talk about it since it's there. All right, so the Atlanta Falcons played the Washington football team in Atlanta yesterday and in a game that uh, actually Atlanta was about to win. <laughs> you know, there is there, there there are certain certain there is you know there are some certains in life, you know, guarantees in life. Death, taxes. The first one is Jimmy Jimmy G getting hurt, and we're going to talk about him next. And the second is the Atlanta Falcons coughing up a lead. First thing I want to talk about. First thing I want to talk about. Um, it is the was it the fourth quarter? Yeah, it was the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter, that fourth quarter, if you watched the game yesterday, that fourth quarter was nuts. First of all, fuck you, Coderell uh, Patterson with three touchdowns. Yeah, you, can go, you can go fuck yourself with a lead pipe. Uh, the second, oh, second fuck you is to Mike Davis. Um, and also a fuck you to the, to the Washington defense who could not tackle him. Who could not tackle him. Six mixed can tackles. Six, six, six. Can I say one thing six. really quickly? Um, not really a fan of Mike Davis, and I never have been. Even when Christian McCaffrey was out last year, and I picked him up on like fantasy football, I wasn't a fan because I felt like there's always somebody better than him that you could pick. But Mike Davis is just a bigger guy. Um, Cordell Patterson should be the starting running back, but I understand why he's not because they expect Mike Davis to get injured pretty soon. And Cordell Patterson is playing like a running back one. So, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. So, go ahead, Q. All right. So, let's talk about that first play. <clears throat> it is third down. Um, the pass rush is, is coming in and it's about to sack Taylor Heineke. Somehow, some way, I don't know how, it was only by only the football guys can understand it was playing. He throws the ball up. Now, any other team. That is a competent football team with a competent defense. That's an interception. Instead, Terry McLaurin standing there. He's like, oh, I'm about to catch the ball. I'm about to catch the ball. And he catches the ball. No resistance from the defense. Nothing. Like, no one tried to put a hand up. It just falls right into his lap. Unbelievable. I don't know how Taylor Heineke does it. Second, the second, and this was actually, it actually became the game winner. Again, third down, uh, Washington football team is trying to get, trying to uh, move the chains. Um, Heineke scrambles to his left. He throws across his body. He throws across his body to a waiting um, J.D. McKissick, and McKissick trucks on down the sideline, and Hurdles. Actually, he didn't hurdle. He leaped like a like a flying cheetah from the five yard line to score the go ahead touchdown. Well, um, we have a, a little bit of breaking news, really quick, Q. Um, if you happen to have FiOS, or, and I want to say Directv as well, um, you're currently having a outage while watching Monday Night Football. Um, they're saying that it won't be back on until almost 9.30. 
So you will be missing at least if you're on the East Coast because there's an outage due to the storms. So if there's an outage, um, engineers are working on it. It will be restored by 930. This is happening all over Twitter and it's trending. So if you don't know why you're not watching football right now, this is the reason why. So continue on, Q. Uh, uh, thanks for that breaking news. And if you have files, uh, I don't know why. Uh, but uh, <laughs> where was I? Oh, yeah. So that's enough on that game. But again, Atlanta sucks. All they know how to do is choke. And Washington was the beneficiary of it. So moving right along. So I, I, I want to talk about. I want to talk about. Um, as you said, you know, as I just said, there's a lot of conflicts in life, death, taxes, and Jimmy Giroc- Jimmy Garoppolo getting hurt. It's now Trey Lance time in San Francisco. But also, uh, Shanahan today said, just said that, he, well, Jimmy said that he's hoping to be able to play. The injury, the calf injury he suffered uh, yesterday is not as serious as was believed. Uh, so it may not be. Trey Lance time, but it should be Trey Lance time. What do you think? It's as serious as we think. You don't come out and say the seri- the injury ain't as serious unless it's serious. More importantly, Jimmy Garoppolo is saving face because he knows he has no other option than San Francisco right now. So <laughs> to be like, I hope to play, only for it to be Sunday and he's not playing. It's like, oh, just Admit Trey Lance right now is playing pretty fucking good and your injury came at the wrong time. It's okay. It's okay. But it's Trey Lance time. Jimmy, you, you're in California. Fuck the pretty young bitches. Like, it's okay. It, it, it is okay, man. <laughs> it is all right. That's all I'm going to say. I'm done. All right, Lou, anything, anything you have on that? No, nah, go ahead. Go ahead. All right, so... <clears throat> Keeping right, over, keeping right along on this train, actually, I said let's hold this to 45 minutes. We are on track, which is pretty good. All right. You mentioned it earlier. You mentioned it earlier. And I know this is a very, very sore subject for you, especially, Lou. Um, but <laughs> what's how your big thing? What's how your nail? Oh, wow. What's how your nail? Damn. Wait, he's right. Like, like like mid game or like this week? Actually, yes, he needs. To, yes, he needs to pull a. Um, oh God, I can't. What's he played for the Bills and he retired yep. at halftime. He need, that's what Ben needs was. To it, do. Was it Trey? Uh, uh, Travis. Well, I want to say it's Travis White, but I don't think that's his name. Um, no, that's not him. Travis White. It was. Uh, it was. Uh, uh, I can't think of the dude's name either. I, I know who it is. Um, Bonte Davis. Bonte Davis. Yes. He needs to pull Levante. He needs to pull Levante Davis and retire halftime. Like next week, who they play, who you play next week? Uh, Denver, I believe. So yeah, at halftime of the Denver game. At halftime of the Denver game, there needs to be an announcement that Ben Roethlisberger, or as I call him, Ben Roethlis rapist, is retiring. Oh Christ! Like, not coming out of the room. Oh, you you amongst hell. millions he's of ending, other people. Holy he, that he's oh that God. he's ending his career because it's over. It's over. It's over. Wait, his whole career is over. His like, career is over. Done, done, done. Like, he's not a backup. He's not. He would never. Yeah. He would never accept being a backup. It's over. Yeah. 
No, I yeah, he'll, he'll, yeah. I, I mean, you're you're absolutely right. He'll never accept being a backup. Um, but again, he's he's not a quitter. Okay, yeah. So he said that in the press conference earlier today, or it might have been yesterday after the game. But he he's you know. Go ahead, go ahead, Greg. I, I got I got to take my statement back. Um, He's not done. I want him to stay because I don't want Aaron Rodgers to have a good place to play. In. So no, <laughs> Ben, you gotta fucking stay. No, I I don't want Aaron Rodgers getting to luck out and end up playing in fucking Pittsburgh with Ch- uh, Chase Claypool, Juju having a running game, having an offensive line. Fuck Aaron Rodgers. No, Ben, you stay until the wheels fall off. I said well, so. They, they've already no, fallen off. Yeah, they they yeah yeah, yeah. they've yeah, already fallen off. He, He's right around the side. That's true. He, I, I think he knows that he's done. That that he just can't really do it anymore. Now he he made yeah. a couple of nice throws yesterday. But I mean, none of them were complete. One of them should have been a touchdown to Juju. But yeah. he, he realizes he just he doesn't want to come out and say it. He he just doesn't want to come out and say, "Hey, I don't have it no more." You know, I I, I should have you know I should have retired last year. Uh, it's just not who he is, and uh, I don't know. Well, it I just <laughs> who he is because he's done. Like he's 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 done it. Then Urban Meyer getting that nap dance at the bar. Oh no! Uh, well, yeah. Uh. Q starting shit. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, he just wants. Q starting shit. <laughs> it's him this week. <clears throat> it, right. it, I mean, you know, it is what it is. What what what? And, and yes, all right. Ben doesn't have it, but as I who, said earlier, but, but who does on the roster? Like, there is no quarterback on the roster that does. Like, Mason well, Rudolph. That, should, Mason Rudolph should not be on that team. Look at Max Scherzer. All right, uh, Mason Rudolph should not be on that team. We all know about Dwayne Haskins, bum ass. He should have well, retired. Yeah. He should have retired. Like, he should have retired last year. He should have allowed, or he should have allowed the should allow the Steelers to go and get a go get a quarterback to get a quarterback, not named Dwayne Haskins. Go get a quarterback in the draft and use. The they will team. next year, without a doubt. They have without no a doubt fucking they choice. <laughs> they have no choice. But, 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 but see, listen, you, you, you're you're missing the point. Ben is done, okay? And I, I think everybody in the NFL has seen that over the past four weeks, okay? He just doesn't have it like he used to. Okay, but, so, so, so to, um, I'm not blaming everything on Ben, okay? Nah. A lot of it is, a lot of it, you're right. Well, it's yeah, not, it's the throws it's, he's it's got not, to make. It's not on but it, It's, not it's on the him. offensive coordinator. Yeah, Matt Canada. Also, I remember, also I remember no cue to me. I remember from the days in Maryland. To be fair, OQ, like Pittsburgh's also had teams that they were supposed to beat completely whip their ass. And because the team is just like overall better. And like the nostalgia of having like a, you know, a Super Bowl champion go against you is like, yeah, but that was 10, 11, 12 years ago. Like, yo, like, like it's like you know that they were good in their time and they're a little bit older now, but 
there's only so many people get, that can do that. Brady can do that shit. LeBron can do that. Jordan can do that. I'm talking like across the like spectrum of like sports. Mm-hmm. Ben, he's always had a good roster. Always. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't better than the competition that he played. So this season, it's like, oh, it's it's come and dawned on him that you know, like, it's, it's full circle now. Yeah. Yeah. Full it's, not, Q, it's not even full circle. The Steelers are the seventh team that anybody's going to mention out of the AFC to get to the Super Bowl. The seventh. That's if not, fucking not, If sad. not higher. <laughs> if, yeah, yeah. I, wouldn't even, I, I wouldn't even say seven. I wouldn't even say seven. I have them ten. I have them ten. Yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah, they're, they're right up there. I mean, <laughs> they're on it. The, <clears throat> They're on the <sighs> treadmill of mediocrity right now. And and okay, and again, like like I said, I'm not making excuses whatsoever. Everybody has seen it. It's clear as day. Ben's done. But see, all right, two things. Number one, mm-hmm. coming coming into the season, they had the second toughest schedule in the NFL. All right, and again, like I said, not making excuses. It is what it is. All right, but. You're an NFL player for a reason. You go out there to play these games and to beat these teams. So the play calling is atrocious. It, it, it's the worst I've ever seen. If you have a fourth and four and you want to throw a two-yard out to your wide receiver three and, and then you wonder why you didn't get the first down, They've done that numerous times over the first four games, and it's so irritating. I, I don't even think it's a. I don't. You know what? I don't even think it's a symptom, of, uh, a, a symptom of play calling. I think it's Matt. Matt Canada recognizes that his quarterback can't throw four yards. Okay, well, why are you calling a two yard out when you need four yards for a first down? At least throw it to the first down marker. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You know what I you understand what I mean? And 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 you, you know what? Here's another hot take. They keep running Najee and passing to him like 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 they have been. He's not gonna make it through the full season. He's gonna get injured. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, that that that's my take on them. Ben, yes, he's done. He needs to, you know, he needs to hang him up. But you know, I, all right. I, I'm done talking about them. I'm good. Let's, <laughs> let, let's move along. I'm sorry. Uh, no problem. No problem. No problem. Uh, I, I mean, it's a, it's a very impassioned argument. Cause, I mean, we know the the things and the legend quote that Ben Roethlisberger is in Pittsburgh, and it's tough to see. It, like, I, I, it is. Gonna, you know, I hate I hate the Steelers. I hate the Steelers. But you got to recognize real. Got to recognize real. And ben exactly. Has been that dude, right? Right, and, and, and I mean, it's like you—you you could say that about like any, like hardly or not hardly, but like uh, a lot of NFL players. Like I can't stand Tom Brady, but he's the best there ever been. <laughs> you know, it, it's just you know, it's just it, it is what it is. It's time when you when, when it's your time, it's your time, and it's clearly it's time. Yes, yes, it's clearly it's time. All right. Moving right along in the docket, we are yeah, two, one, two, three more things to talk about in NFL this week. Uh, actually, four, three plus a game. 
right. Well, the Jets tried the jet, but it, they couldn't jet hard enough, and they end up eking out a win. That's it. That's that. that that's it. That, that's, <laughs> that's the topic. That's it. Nothing else to talk about. They they they, they got to win. Oh well, there's something to talk about. So I watched the end of that game, uh, and because there's nothing else to do, uh, and I got free Sunday tickets. So fuck it. Uh, so I watched the end of that game, <laughs> and Zach Wilson ate his big boy Wheaties yesterday. Not the big boy Wheaties. His big boy Wheaties. His big boy Wheaties. Even though he, you know, he had a pick. He threw a pick. He only threw one. I guess that's like, oh, the char- oh. Oh, I just saw that too. Yeah, that would have been nuts. Wow. Excellent play by Hunter Renfro. Excellent, excellent, uh, excellent play by Hunter Renfro. Anyway, so I forgot. I forgot uh, the game was on. To be completely honest. <laughs> so. uh you know, in, in that overtime period, in that overtime period, the Jets had an excellent opportunity to win the game. Like, just win the game with a touchdown. Uh, and Zach Wilson tried to run a bootleg to the right, get stuffed at the five-yard line. Had to end up calling, uh, I mean, not calling, um, kicking a field goal. And the crazy thing is, this honestly, this game should have ended in a tie. But Tennessee's kicker decided, "Hey, I'm a, I'm not gonna I'm gonna help the Jets not jet." And there we have it. Again, I just I just wanted to bring that up because I know Pam was listening somewhere, and yeah, they got to win. Probably one of the very few they get this year. But anyway, moving right along. So I want us to play a game. <clears throat> Actually, no, we can wait to play this game. I want to go over, because, you know, we all, all three of us play um, DFS. Actually, I'm playing tonight. I know Lou is playing tonight, and I know Greg has, mm-hmm. has a couple of lineups in tonight. I want to talk. I just want to go over, <clears throat> excuse me. I just want to go over what the perfect DF, F, DFS lineup was yesterday. And how, <sighs> yeah. <sighs> okay, so. So. For those of you who are wondering, like, what would a perfect, what would the perfect DFS lineup for uh, week four was? I'm going to tell you right now. On Fanduel, the perfect lineup had Tyreek Hill, who went absolutely nuts with three touchdowns and broke the fucking slate. Uh, David Montgomery, before he injured his knee, uh, <clears throat> he had, <coughs> excuse me, he had 106 yards rushing. Two and two rushing t- touchdowns scored 22.6 fan duel points. Uh, Tyreek Hill had 11 receptions for 186 yards and three touchdowns. He scored 42.1 fan duel points. Uh, DJ Moore, eight catches for 113 yards and two touchdowns, had 27.9 fan duel points. Uh, Sam Donald, Threw for 301 yards, two passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns, and 35 yards rushing. And he scored 33.54 FanDuel uh, points. Debo Samuel, who came out of goddamn nowhere, 
had eight catches for 156 yards and two touchdowns. He had 31.7 FanDuel points. Uh, Saquon Barkley, hey, remember him? He had 52 rushing yards and one rushing touchdown. He had five catches for 74 yards and one receiving touchdown. He had 27.1 FanDuel points. Uh, Cordero Patterson, that bitch, 34 rushing yards, five catches for 82 yards, and three touchdowns. He had 32.1 FanDuel points. Buffalo's defense had 22 FanDuel points in the shutout over the god-awful Houston Texans. And Mo Alley-Cox, who was <clears throat> the tight end, who was the tight end, uh, had three catches for 42 yards and two touchdowns, scored 17.7 FanDuel points. If you, this this lineup had a total salary of 59300 which left you, which would have left you $700 left in the bank. And this lineup scored 256.74 FanDuel points in total. Damn. So okay. Real quick, I want to give I want to give Greg a shout out because before the season started, Greg had a hot take, mm-hmm. and I remember this hot take because I thought he was crazy, but it's coming to fruition right now. He said that Cordarrelle Patterson was going to lead the Atlanta Falcons in rushing. Did I not say the shit? <laughs> yes, yes, you did. Yes, you did, and I remembered that shit and. It, it, dude has just showed out and bought out like all like every game so far, especially yesterday. So I must commend you, man. That was one hell of a hot take. And yeah, and I mean, you. but wow. here's the thing: not only did I say rushing, I said he's leading the team, including receiving, which he is. <laughs> it's fucking sad. That dude, yeah, that's true. That is true. <laughs> Yo, what is going on here? Like, yeah, just looking at this, go, I'm like, don't, he can go, he can go fuck himself this week. Three touchdowns. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And, now, mind you, here's the thing: I, I didn't put him in MVP. That's why I'm saying fuck him forever. Um, but um, just for reference, Q, I have to say this because this was one of the first hot takes we said. Um, I said Cordell Patterson will have more yardage over Calvin Ridley and Cal Pitts. And then I follow that up by saying, and I didn't type this into the hot takes, I said, he will be the leading rusher yep. for the Atlanta Falcons, which he is. Um, yeah. Also, um, right before that, y'all can look at the hot takes if you want to. Um, I didn't even have a hot take. I mentioned this, and Q, when we get to this game, I just want you to go ahead and just remind me to bring him up again. Corey Davis. Um, just feel yeah, free whenever we get to that game. He had himself but a game yesterday. He had himself a game yesterday. All right, so <clears throat> uh, now going over the draft, the perfect lineup for DraftKings. Yeah, you got to remember the differences between the sites. So DraftKings is yeah. a full point is a PPR site. So yeah, point per point per reception. Uh, FanDuel is a half PPR site. Yeah. So <clears throat> and also uh, touchdowns are more valuable on FanDuel than they are on DraftKings because of the fact, because of the fact that DraftKings is a full PPR site. So, uh, Tyreek Hill on, fan, on DraftKings, same stat. Uh, you know, I ain't going to go over the stats, I'm just going to go over the points. Because those, those, there's a lot of players that were, that were like, in the perfect lineup on both sites. So, 
Tyreek Hill had 50.6 DraftKings points yesterday. Saquon Barkley, 29.6. DJ Moore, 34.9. Debo Samuel had 38.7. Sam Donald, 36.54. Cordero Patterson had 34.6. The Buffalo's defense had 22. Uh, Dawson Knox. He had five catches for 37 yards and two touchdowns. He scored 20.7 DraftKings points. And Randall Cobb at a mid-price $3,300 in salary yesterday. Five catches for 69 yards and two touchdowns that he vultured from uh, that he vultured from Devontae Adams. And he scored 23.9 DraftKings points. If you had this lineup, if you had this perfect lineup, your salary, the total salary was $49,900, which would have left you with $100 of salary left. Uh, because on, on DraftKings, the limit is $50,000. And this lineup would have scored you $291.54 DraftKings points. Ooh, Mike Green just missed that. Randall oh. fucking Cobb. Randall Cobb. Mm. And shout out to out of Bills. nowhere. Shout out to the shout out to the Bills and Josh Allen not putting sixty up on Houston because they could. They oh yeah, they, they, they wanted to score so sixty to seventy. Yeah, I think so too, Greg. Yeah, they they wanted to. I think so too. I think they wanted to just rush. keep running it up. Yeah, but the thing is, the rush were like. Actually, you know what? I ain't gonna put it on the rush. I'll say this: Derrick Henry had to get his yardage. If they didn't force the ball as many times as they did to Derrick Henry, it could have been fucking sixty-four to nothing, real quick. Derrick Henry um, going to play for the for the Bills? <laughs> no, I, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm thinking the wrong <laughs> game. My, my bad. I'm still thinking about Derrick Henry because I'm like, oh, they still. Because whenever I think of Derrick Henry, I just think about how many times like Tennessee like forces the ball on them. But when it comes to the Bills, I mean, I'm sorry. Let me just quickly clarify. When it comes to the Bills, I feel like Josh Allen. He forces it to people who don't really deserve the ball. Um, I felt like Stefan Diggs didn't really deserve it. Um, I feel like Dawson Knox, he forced way too many times just for him to get those touchdowns, which is cool because they're trying to make like Dawson Knox be the heir apparent to Gronkowski for Josh Allen. And I get it. Same stature, same personality, same person, if you want to be completely honest. But when it comes to Buffalo, they just don't rely on the run game if it's not Josh Allen's legs. And it's like, you, you know you can, though, right? Like, there were many times I'm like, yo, like, Devin Singletary is, like, right there. Just fucking run the ball. Like, you're wasting time. They want to be a passing team. They want to be a passing yeah. team. But here's the thing. They are a, pass, a passing team. You also need to run because you have running mm-hmm. backs. You have two that are capable. They're better than yeah, Zach Moss like and, one. Zach Moss and Devin Singletary, yeah. Yeah, so it's like you, you have running backs who can do it, Q. It's just more so it's like y'all on the four-yard line, and you're like, you know what? Let's just go ahead and throw it to Dawson Knox. I'm like, but you got not one but two running backs who can catch the ball in the backfield, and they can run. What are we doing here? So, but either way, still Josh Allen is <clears throat> MVP for me, in my personal opinion. But let's go. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. All right, it's game time, folks. We're going to play a game this week called Good Decision, Bad Decision. Oh, no. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read out a scenario. <clears throat> I'm going to read out a scenario. You have, to vote if, you have to vote if the coach or the player made a good decision or a bad decision. You ready? Ooh. Ooh. 
This sounds juicy. Oh, Let's go. All right. <laughs> First one up. Bill Belichick makes two costly fourth down decisions. All right. Here's the first one. With 59 seconds remaining in the Patriots, in the Patriots trail in 19-17, facing a fourth and four from the Buccaneers' 38-yard line, New England's Nick Folk attempts a 56-yard field goal. The ball hits the left upright, and the kick is no good. That's on the place. <clears throat> the second... The second decision. The second decision. The second decision. With two minutes remaining in the in the Patriots leading seven to three, facing a fourth and two from the Buccaneers' forty-four yard line, Belichick opts to take a delay of game penalty, setting up a punt. Good decision. So are we comparing okay. the two? Actually. Are we comparing yeah, that's what I'm going player versus coach? That's what I was confused about. So this is this, yeah. this is co- so this is this is the coach. So I want you to so in that first scenario, sending Nick Folk out for a fifty-six yard field goal, um, and then in the second the second one in the second quarter, facing fourth and two from the Buccaneers forty-four yard line, Belichick opts to take a delay a game penalty, setting up a punt. Good decision, okay. bad decision. Oh, see now the game kind of switched for me. I like the I like what I thought was happening in my head, but um, <laughs> not because I, I honestly I thought what you were doing was you were going to give us a play that happened, and you were saying is it the player's fault or if it's the coach's right, fault? Right. Okay, we can. That's we, what we, I thought. That's what I thought too. On, okay, so all right, we can switch it up for this in this scenario. The first one, player is the you know with the the, the fifty six the fifty six so fifty four yard field goal. Good decision, bad decision by Belichick, or by or is Nick Nick Folk at fault? Nick Folk, <clears throat> my person. I agree. Okay. I agree. I agree. Okay, like he, so he kicked let's, wide. So, so, I mean, so let's talk about let let's do some let's do some let's listen to some advanced stats. So uh, Nick Folk had a forty five point one percent chance of making a fifty six yard field goal, um, which takes in. Um, so this probability takes into account real-time weather and humidity data. If the Patriots had gone for it with 4.4 yards to go, as measured by ball tracking data, their chances of converting were 52.3%. Does that change your argument now? Should nope. should Belichick have gone for it on fourth down instead of sending Nick Folk out there? Nope. I, I still think it, Nick Folk, he had a better chance than Mac Jones. Okay. How, well, how much time was? I mean, th- this is the last. There was fifty nine seconds. There was fifty nine seconds remaining. Mm. Hey, how many you know, you, did they have exactly. Had, yeah, that too. Four, it was. They were. At, they were facing a fourth and a fourth and four from the Buccaneers' thirty eight yard line. I'm going with Nick Folk, and the reason for that is because we're less than a minute. We know for a fact the defense has been able to hold Brady this entire fucking game. They could have done it. So I'm blaming it on Nick Folk for missing it because knowing that you would have put the pressure on Brady. Yeah. Okay. Well, if he makes that kick. Okay. That, it, yeah. All right. That, that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. All right. What about the second 
scenario. Two minutes remaining in the two minutes remaining in the second quarter, and the Patriots leading seven to three, facing a fourth and two from the Buccaneers' forty-four yard line. Belichick opts to take a delay a game penalty, setting up a punt. Good decision by by good decision by Brady. I mean, by Belichick or a bad decision by Belichick. That, that's that's Belichick, but his thing was he didn't want to give the ball back that close for them to just score again before the half, even with a three point field goal. So it, it's still Belichick's fault either way. Yeah, okay. I mean, he, he he knew who the quarterback was on the other team. And he's seen it plenty of times. Two minutes. Right. Don't, give Brady, don't minutes. give Brady 40 seconds. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Next, next one. <clears throat> Frank Wright calls a quarterback sneak in his own territory. All right. With one minute and 25 seconds remaining in the second quarter and the Colts leading seven to three, facing fourth and inches from their own 27-yard line. Indianapolis, Carson Wentz gains two yards on a quarterback sneak for the first down. You said Carson Wentz, so I'm going against him always. So there's that. <laughs> there, there's that. I don't give a fuck whose fault it was. It's Carson Wentz's fault. No, I'm saying. <laughs> but he, no, no, you're no. saying he, he got the first down. Uh... Okay, fourth and inches. He gains two yards on the quarterback sneak for the first down. But yes, he did get the first down. It's still Carson Wentz's fault. Why did you get a first down? You're Carson Wentz. It's his fault. It's his fault forever. I'm serious. I, I, I don't like Carson. I don't know why I don't like Carson Wentz. I think it's Q's fault. Q talked me into this shit. It's his fault. Q, it's on you. <laughs> All right, so so I'm gonna so I'm gonna go into the advanced metrics. I personally would have punted. Not at, at, you're on your own 27 yard line. You don't get those. You don't get those inches. Those those two inches that's needed. You're giving. You're giving the Dolphins an incredibly short field. I mean, granted, uh, yeah, the, the Colts did win this game, but that's just it, no. I agree, but that, that was a bad decision. So, he got so, lucky, right? He, he got absolutely lucky. I'm going. I'm going. I'm, I'm going to go into the advanced stats for this. Four for inches. situations are especially favorable opportunities for an offense to go for it. According to ball tracking data, the Colts were mere 0.2 yards away from the first down marker here. At such a short distance, the Colts had a 72 percent conversion probability, protecting them from the downside of giving the ball back to the Dolphins in field goal range with a chance to score before halftime. The NGS model identified going forward as the optimal call by 4.1 percentage points in expected win probability. 53% if going if going forward compared to 48.9% if they punted. So it turned out to be a good decision. I personally am not making that decision. I'm punting the ball away. I'm punting the ball away. Not, 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 not at the, if it's at the 50-yard line, that's one thing. But at the 20, at your own 27, no. Right. Agreed. All right. Next, next situation. Sean McVay and company misses opportunities on fourth down. And there are two calls. So there are two, there are two, there's two scenarios. Okay, here's the first one. 
There's three minutes and 25 seconds remaining in the second quarter, and the Rams trailing at this point 21 to 10, facing fourth and goal from the Cardinals' four line. Uh, Los Angeles' Matt Gay makes a 22 yard field goal to cut the deficit to eight. Mm. So let's we'll do it. We'll do a scenario by scenario. Good decision or bad decision for. Sean McVay, instead of going for it on fourth down, I mean on fourth and goal from the four from the Cardinals four yard line, he takes the sure points. Good decision, bad decision. And what quarter was this in? Second quarter. Uh, good decision. It's McVay. Yeah, it's McVay. So it's a good decision. I, mm-hmm. I trusted his decisions. I don't know why. I just feel like he he's always calculating. Like he's not thinking about the quarter he's playing in. He's always thinking about either overtime or the second half that I don't know why he does that and it okay. works out in his favor so okay so so I'm going so to balance I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to balance this I'm going to say it was a bad decision because it actually lowered his overall the team's low, uh, overall win probability uh, so this was McVay's most suboptimal decision of the game costing the Ram four percentage points in win probability value <clears throat> The May field goal actually decreased the Rams' win probability from 28% to 25%. If they converted and scored a touchdown, the team would have had a roughly 39% chance to win. This was ultimately the inflection point in the contest, as, that, as Los Angeles never had a greater than 30% chance to win the rest of the, rest of the way, according to the NGS win probability model. So actually, it turned out to be a bad decision. I mean, I'm just reading with the events. I, I still think it was a good decision. I mean, it's second quarter. I mean, in fourth quarter, okay, yeah, that probably would have been a bad decision. Okay. That makes sense. Makes sense. All right, second, next scenario. With six minutes and 28 seconds remaining in the third quarter, and the Rams trailing at this point, <laughs> and, and the Rams trailing at this point 27 to 13. Facing a fourth and four from the Cardinals' 27-yard line, Matt Gay misses a 46-yard field goal attempt wide right. Good decision or bad decision for Sean McVay to send out Matt Gay with with six minutes, 28 seconds remaining, facing fourth and four, and send him out for a field goal, which he misses wide right. And, And how many were they down by? They were down by 14. Uh, I think, yeah, I think that was a bad decision. Okay. Now, going now, I'm going to go. I'm sorry, before I go into the advanced stats, uh, Greg, what about you? What do you think? I'm going to go with a bad decision. As usual, because just no, just absolutely not. <laughs> okay, so here's the advanced stats. The advanced stats agree with you. Agree, they agree with both of you. It was a bad decision. Once again, they elected to kick a field goal on fourth and four, but this time the degree of difficulty was much greater with a 67% make probability. Even if Gay had made the, made the field goal, though, the decision to keep a two-possession game to two possessions is tough to justify. The NGS decision guide recommended going for it by 
Matthew Stafford in the Rams offense would have had a 48% chance of converting on fourth and four. Again, you bad bought, decision. You, you brought Matthew Stafford in for a reason. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, how wait, how much is Stafford? It don't even matter. It's still a bad it, decision. You brought him in at a considerable, considerable price for a reason. That's what you trust to trust Matthew Stafford to do. Yeah. All right. Next scenario. <sighs> Oh, it's our boy. It's it's our left. It's our favorite boy again. Urban Meyer oh gives the ball away late. Oh Never boy. gets it back. <clears throat> um, I'm gonna vote for pre young bitches. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's the scenario. Here's the scenario, and there's two of them. Okay. And these are the last two. These are the last two of good decision, bad decision. Okay. First one. With 59 seconds remaining in the second quarter and the Jaguars leading 14 to nothing at this point, facing a fourth and goal from the Bengals' one-yard line, Jacksonville's Trevor Lawrence is stuffed for no game. Good decision, bad decision. Urban Meyer sending uh, Trevor Lawrence to get a touchdown instead of taking sure points while ahead. Good decision. Urban Meyer... Urban, Urban Myers, he was trying to get touchy-feely. He wasn't caring about a touchdown. Therefore, <laughs> bad decision. <laughs> bad decision. <clears throat> I mean, okay. if you're Urban Meyer, you're the Jacksonville Jaguar, what do you got to lose? You're 0-3 at, the, at, the, at, the, at that time. Why not try to get seven? I mean, it's fourth and goal with the one. So, that that's my thoughts. Okay, so digging into the advanced stats. When an offense has the ball at their opponent's one-yard line, <clears throat> excuse me, it is almost always in their best interest to take advantage of their proximity to the end zone and go for the touchdown. In fact, of the 223 four-for-one situations that have come up across the NFL since 2016, the next-gen stats decision guide recommended going for the touchdown on all but two of them. The, the model recommended Jacksonville going for it here by 4.2 percentage points in win probability value, driven by the unit's chances of scoring a touchdown on the play, which were at 70%. Even with the Jaguars failing to convert, the Bengals had to start their next drive backed up against their own end zone. Instead of pressing for a score, Cincinnati ran out the clock to avoid any risk of a safety. So... I the advanced that say that he made a good he made the right decision well made made a good decision in 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 going for it. Uh, all right, next scenario. Actually, well, next one is the fourth quarter, five minutes five minutes and forty seconds remaining, and the Jaguars, which are tied at this point twenty one all, facing a fourth and four from the fifty yard line. Jacksonville's Logan Cook punts 40 yards to the Cincinnati 10-yard line. Good decision, bad decision of Urban Meyer not trusting his quarterback to get four yards. Good decision. Because you were up 17-0, 
Cincinnati's been on a roll. They've scored 21 unanswered points or whatnot. And they had control of the game. I mean, they, they had the momentum and everything. So try to pit them deep. Okay. Greg, what about you? Before I go into the advanced stats. I'm agreeing with Lou. I'm agreeing with Lou. All right. Let's see what the advanced stats say. Instead of trusting 2021's number one overall draft pick, a.k.a. Trevor Lawrence, to gain four yards, which the NGS model gave the quarterback a 44% chance of of doing, Meyer gave the ball back to 2020's number one overall pick, a.k.a. Joe Burrow. Successfully converting would have moved the Jags into enemy territory in the rainy minutes of a tie contest, and they would have been favored to win with a 59% win probability. If they failed, the win probability would have dropped to 31%. Instead, Meyer's decision to play for field position instead of possession cost his team two and a half percentage points in expected win probability, and the offense never got the ball back as Burrow drove Cincy as Burrow drove Cincy 73 yards to set up the winning kick. I, I still, still stand I, by what I said. I still think it was, <laughs> I, no, I still think it was the right decision. Yeah. Like you at the yeah, they're at the fifty yard line. The fifty yard line. You missed that. All Burrow got to do. Well, here, no, it's two ways. Two ways to think about this. Two ways to think about this. It, it's five minutes and forty seconds left in the fourth quarter. If you miss it, you if you miss if <clears throat> say if if. Urban Meyer decided to go for it, and Trevor Lawrence doesn't get the four yards. All right, so the the Bengals are at the fifty. You you know, let's just say they kick, you know they only get fifteen or twenty yards, and they kick a field goal. You're going to have at least two minutes left. the The Jaguars never got the ball back. They punted and never got the ball back. Does that change your decision, or you're still not thinking the right decision? To no, fight? yeah, no. That okay. is, I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm, yep, me too, me too. Okay, and that, ladies and gentlemen, was the inaugural edition of Good Decision, Bad Decision. I hope you enjoyed it. We will have more games like this in the next coming weeks. But moving right along, we are officially done with the NFL for this week. Let's go ahead and. Get these comments out of the way. Get these comments out of the way. You ain't lying. Fourth quarter war was at, I mean, they came from, I believe, a score of 30 and 26 to 34 and 30 and 30 in like 40 seconds or less. He's referring to the Washington Atlanta game. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Oh, okay. That fourth quarter was absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. Uh, moving right along. <clears throat> Are we still talking about uh, Atlanta Falcons' last play of the game? Because um, if you're talking about that, yeah, defense got and offense was really intense. Like they were making sure no, the offense didn't catch that ball, and offense was making sure defense did not hit that ball. Where they messed up that it was like ten men in a in that little huddle, and yeah, that's basically where both all both teams got cut. Oh, I think he's just, yeah, that is facts. And it, also, I mean, there's something I didn't discuss. That bullshit ass, that bullshit ass roughing the pass with Tony Leon Shea Shum. 
What the fuck was that? Yeah. I was I'm surprised you didn't leave with that in the hot take. That was one of them. I was like, you know, I'm gonna just leave it alone this week. Uh, what, what the fuck? The I, what, in, what in the what in all the fucks was that? Like, I I, I would never <laughs> understand that in my entire life. Well, in my entire you remember life. Sunday, I text our group and I said on Clubhouse, dude was talking shit about Chase Young and saying how all of a sudden he's a fluke and he's a flop and shit like that. And then that play happened and he shut up and he was like, "No, like." That wasn't supposed to. I'm like, yo, like the NFL has just gotten so fucking soft. Like, you can't touch anybody on offense if you're going forward. Now, if they're running down the field towards you, yeah, go ahead, tackle them, hit them. But God forbid you go and stop the running back, the quarterback. It, it's just weird, man. I, I'm just not really a fan of that. But that Chase Young play in particular, I watched it and I looked at it. From seven different angles, because you know how, like, when you watch it in your local town, they have it in all these different angles and views mm-hmm. and stuff. So I'm looking at it, I'm like, okay, like, I'm waiting to see where the egregious hit was from Chase Young, and I couldn't find it. There wasn't. So I'm like, okay, like, yeah, because it wasn't there. It didn't exist. So I'm trying to figure out, I'm like, have we just gotten to the point where if you come in too much of a close contact with someone, it could instantly be considered, like, a flag? Because if that's the case... I need XFL to come back because where's the, where's the hit? This shit, that Chase Young shit was so bad. I purposely hit Q up and Lou, you in the texture. I'm like, yo, I, yeah, this it is was, what we heard about was, with Chase Young. It was, it was, it was, that was, so at that point, I just celebrate Matt Ryan just doing interception. That's the, that's the game right there. And then, oh, Matt Ryan gets a rough in the pass penalty. I'm like, what the fuck? That's not, yeah. that's not how the game script was supposed to go. Anyway. <sighs> uh, yeah. The NFL. I'm the, still really pissed off about that. <laughs> I, yeah. I, absolutely. 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 Alright, so we play these last two voicemails and then we can transition to the NBA, which is beginning the preseason. Actually, the preseason for the NBA began last yesterday with the Lakers and the Nets, but next words now. Here we go. Greg, Twitter down too, because I know um, Facebook and uh, Instagram was down, but I was wondering was Twitter down because those apps are down. Yeah, uh, I they, they should be back up. Uh oh, touchdown! Who, Who got it? Please tell me it was Jared. Jared Cook. Yes, Lord. It was. It, yes, it was Jared Cook. Now hold up. Wait a minute. Hot takes here. Hot takes here. Greg is here. Hear, hear me out. Now, Q, I get to talk to you, sir. I get to talk to you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Here we go. Yeah, buddy. So, um, I don't know if you remembered me mentioning yesterday. Uh-huh. I, I mentioned Jared Cook. You're like, yeah, like, if you, if you line up, just send that up. And that was also yesterday's uh, Sunday night game. But tonight, I definitely mentioned fucking Jared Cook. And uh-huh. you kind of gave me the side eye. You were kind of like, yeah, you ain't saying about my lineup with Jared Cook. Motherfucker, I'm cooking right now. That's what I like to see. Cooking with grease. Cooking with fucking grease. Cooking with fucking grease. Take that, Kyrie Irving. Fuck you. Yes, let's go. 
I have transitioned across the street, starting out in the garage. Uh, oh, oh, all right. We're going yeah, to keep this show. All right, well, hold on. Wait, no, go ahead, you, you, you tra- transition across the street because I got some shit to say. Let's go. No, I'm um, first here. and foremost. Oh, you here? Well, good. I'm, I'm, I'm about to take over for just five minutes, if you don't mind. And then you can go into NBA all you want. All right, go ahead. I, I've been waiting. I, I've been waiting for an entire fucking week to say this. Please forgive me for not apologizing when I say this because I mean everything I'm about to say. Kyrie Irvin is a fucking idiot. Andrew Wiggins is a fucking idiot. Um, But let's start with Kyrie Irvin, okay? Kyrie Irvin perpetually tries to take shortcuts to being or sounding smart. Now, I've said this for the past eight months. I know people are like, Greg, why why do you shit on Kyrie Irvin so much? Because Kyrie Irvin is one of those type of people where he'll, he'll say something and he hides his hands. He does things and he acts like he didn't do them. Does anybody not remember like November of 2020 when he walked through TD Garden with Sage? Nobody remembers that shit but me. Like he, he was sitting in an arena that yeah, where he showed up at. Like it's an away game for you, and you sage the arena like you're not the bad energy, right? Fast forward to 2021. The same shit I've been preaching for nine months about Kyrie Irving, it's still happening. We're not talking about the flat earth shit. We're not talking about him just saying anything absolutely ridiculous. I'm talking about the fact that Kyrie Irving has literally consistently said stupid shit to the point where now we're talking about vaccines. Um, And there was a player, I forgot who, the same guy who actually got Nick Young kicked off the Lakers. Feel free to tell me his name because I cannot remember. But he tweeted Kyrie Irving's the GOAT because he didn't get vaccinated. Um, I want to what is your fucking name? Anybody who can tell us in the voice notes, let me know. Please, please mute your mic. But, okay. Basically, um, one of the Lakers players who, like, a- allegedly got Nick Young kicked off the team, he had tweeted that Kyrie Irving is the GOAT as a result of oh, not getting vaccinated. D'Angelo Russell, who's already a pile of dumb. He is a absolute pile of dung. And the reason for that is because nobody's telling you, like, you should or shouldn't get vaccinated. But what you don't do is if your job is requiring you to do shit, you go on a public platform and talk about the fact that you're not going to do shit. Great way to lose money. Let's get back to Kyrie Irving. So when it comes to Kyrie Irving, and I, I don't know if Q has this on the doctor or not, but I don't care. I'm, I have to speak my shit. I do. Kyrie Irving. You can, you can start it off. Kyrie Irving is going to lose X amount of dollars. And I say dollars, not talking about five, ten, twenty, hundred thousand, ten thousand. This motherfucker's in the hundreds of thousands of dollars that he's going to lose by not being vaccinated. Which to this point, I'm like, okay. If the earth was flat, I would definitely want him to walk to the edge of it, look over, and say, you know what? Where can I fall? Because he's a fucking idiot. But then I have to slow down because I've gone like 100 miles per hour. Let me slow down and say this. The NBA also lied to everybody, including us, the viewers. They told us two weeks ago that 95% of the league is vaccinated. This includes the athletes, the staff, the trainers, the coaches, all 95%. 
So why is it all of a sudden there are certain players that are speaking out on not being vaccinated or they don't care if other people are vaccinated, including LeBron James. But I know how people feel about LeBron. I'm not going to say too much about him. So Q, feel free to you know be my guest when it comes to that. Let me just you know jump off my soapbox by saying this. I've already told you that Kyrie Irving perpetually tries to take shortcuts on being or sounding smart. Uh, me, I can't fuck with him on any level as a result of this. Um, he can't engage on it in tech uh, in a like in a intellectual way. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co at all i just i don't like this guy but more importantly like why can't we just call people stupid like remember when that used it wasn't even like a euphemism it wasn't something to be a joke like some people actually just might be fucking stupid and i feel like a lot of these athletes and not just Kyrie, but there are a lot of athletes who tweet their way through like mediocrity and not fact checking themselves the point where we have athletes in the NBA as if this fucking season doesn't start later on this month, knowing that they have to be vaccinated and knowing that, like, you can't go to certain states, you can't go to certain arenas without being vaccinated, saying, you know what? I don't trust it. They're willing to give up their money. They're willing to honestly say, you know what? I ain't going to show up. I ain't going to play. Instead of doing something that, Ky- uh, that Kawhi has been doing for years. Just not showing up because he don't want to fucking play. It's easy to fake an injury than just go and publicly say on social media, you know what? I don't know about that vaccine. Just fucking say that you're injured. Just say you can't play because you're injured. That way you don't fuck up your bag. I don't know about y'all. I don't know about Q. I don't know about Lou. But if somebody told me I have one or two options, say I'm injured and I'm not going to play that game, or vocalize on Twitter that, you know what, I'm not getting vaccinated, fuck y'all, and lose 370000 fucking dollars. Couldn't be me. That is the dumbest... Lou, imagine you yep. telling your job, you know what, yeah, I have PTO, but I'm not going to take off. I'm just purposely just not going to show up. And y'all, I, I, I don't care if y'all don't pay me. I'm like, yo, who, who the fuck doesn't just want to be paid? Like, Right. It, it just cute. yeah. It doesn't make any. It doesn't make any sense at all. It doesn't make any sense at all. And and speaking of speaking of players who won't get vaccinated and have to and have to miss games because of Lady COVID, the NBA announced today they're going to take unvaccinated players. And so, oh, you're breaking up, Q. In your reference. Oh. Thank you for bringing that up. So the, the, the NBA and the MVPA agreed on salary reductions for unvaccinated players missing home games. <clears throat> so the story goes as this. The NBA and the National Basketball Players Association has reportedly finalized an agreement on salary reductions for players who sit out home games during the 2021-22 season because they don't meet local COVID-19 vaccination requirements. So, so is this uh is this like last year for the NFL where you could just opt out the season, or are they going to pick and no, choose what games they want to play? This is not an this is not an opt out. So like so take Kyrie Irving 
um, for example. You know that book that New York has a New York City has a vaccination mandate. Um, if, you, if you are a player, uh, you have what? to be vaccinated. <laughs> so every game, Yo, so no, no, stop, stop, stop. Listen, listen, stop you. So no, no, I, stop, stop. Before you even go there, I'm going to say this, and I ain't going to say shit else for another 20 minutes. I'm going to just let you get your shit off with basketball, because this is fucking stupid. How the fuck do you play for the team in the state that is telling you that is mandated that you be vaccinated and you're opted? I'm just, you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm going on mute. Q, finish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. All right. So, going back to the story. So, um... If a player has to miss a game, if, if, well, I'm sorry. If a player who's unvaccinated has to miss a game because their home city has a vaccination mandate, they will lose. <clears throat> they they will lose one ninety one point six sips of their of their salary for not being able to play the game. So although players won't receive their salary for each missed game. Teams aren't going to benefit financially because there won't be any tax savings for vaccine-related absences. The NBA has stopped short of mandating the COVID-19 vaccine in order to play during the upcoming campaign, but the rules and regulations will leave unvaccinated players in a difficult position. Stupid. (laughs) It's stupid. No, what the fuck? Just... That's literally Greg. Greg said it all. I mean, it, why? Why would you just? I, I, oh, what the fuck it, are we doing? Right. I do not yo, understand. But at least yo, some good news in it. Some good news in that sense. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, who did not want to get vaccinated, and actually tried to get a religious exemption to not get vaccinated in the NBA in New York City and, and San Francisco, told him to go fuck himself. He went and got. He went and got the little poke. So let's be let's be completely honest here. But let's be completely honest. Andrew Wiggins has nowhere else to go. Nobody's taking that contract (laughs) other than Golden State. (laughs) Right. Anybody anybody who has literally got a third grade education, even if you do have a third grade education, they know this. Yo, you have an option of either getting the fucking vaccine and playing and sucking that shit up, or going and bitching about not getting the vaccine, not only losing your paycheck, not playing, and more importantly, just saying, you know what? I could have just shut my fucking mouth. Andrew Wiggins went on social media. He went and told the people, he told the fucking world that he wasn't vaccinated. So everybody's, when's the last time we ever on this show? So you know who we're thinking about in the NBA? Andrew fucking Wiggins. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody gives a fuck about Andrew Wiggins. So the fact that we're even talking about him right now is actually making my stomach turn. So I'm sitting there, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, okay. Q, he's going to bring the vaccine into the show. We're going to talk about the athletes, the NBA players and stuff like that. I get that. Just last year, Q, and all, with all due respect to Lou, when we were talking, and it was just you and I, the one thing we kept saying is it's better for players to just opt out at the beginning of the season because they're afraid to take the vaccine. That's And here's the fucked up part about it. With the NBA, they have that option. You have the option to opt out. Now, the league, talking about the NBA, they also have the option of saying, you know what? If the team don't want you there, you can get fucking cut. But I can tell you this, as sure as I'm black, you have a better chance betting on yourself opting out for the year and coming back the following season 
than saying, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go and make a big hoopla about not taking this vaccine around a whole bunch of fucking players who, guess what? Have to take the fucking vaccine. Or they have families. Like, who was the dude for the Minnesota Timberwolves who mom died, had family members die? Um, Carl Anthony. Cat. Yeah, yeah. Cat. And, and, who, and who had it himself. Yes. So, so imagine that. And you're a teammate of Cat. And you're sitting there talking about what wasn't that uh who homeboy we're talking about? Um homeboy that used to play for the Lakers, the one we were literally just talking about him like seven minutes ago. D'Angelo Russell. Imagine D'Angelo Russell. You're playing with somebody on their team. They lost their mom due to COVID. They caught COVID. They have family members who've gotten sick from COVID. And your dumbass is on Twitter talking about Kyrie Irving is the GOAT because he refused to take a vaccine. And you know what? If you do catch COVID, and I don't want to make this the COVID show, but if you do catch COVID, guess what's not going to happen? Or would you have a small margin of happening? Fucking dying. Being, a, versus, being hospitalized or dying. Yeah, versus being the dickhead who says, you know what I'm going to do? Instead of, you know, just playing it safe, doing whatever the fuck I need to do with my own self, I'm going to go and travel worldwide all fucking season unvaccinated. Because guess what? I'm Andrew fucking Wiggins. Man, Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The last time we saw something that stupid, too, it's going to sound really like egregious for me to say. Go ahead. Do you remember the center for the Utah Jazz putting his hands all over a microphone? Rudy Gobert. Yep, Rudy Gobert. Do you remember him not taking that shit seriously? And then he caught the shit, and all of a sudden he he caught it. Yeah. He caught it, and then then that, that anticipated the league shutting down. Yeah. But do you also remember? Him going and saying how serious it was and how he was in pain for two fucking weeks and could barely breathe and shit. Yo, I don't ever want to just be barely fucking breathing. Maybe that's just me. And I don't want to make this a pop, like a political COVID show or something like that. All I'm saying is this. If you, the athlete, are giving information that nobody asked for, you have to deal with the consequences of people trying to figure out what the fuck is wrong with you. Andrew Wiggins, nobody asked him. Nobody pulled him aside. It's like, yo, Andrew Wiggins, why won't you get vaccinated? He said he's not getting vaccinated because. And the question for me was, well, what happens after you brought that information out in the public? Here's the thing. He did an interview. They asked him, well, why won't you get vaccinated? And, you know, allegedly, and I want to say allegedly because I don't know it word for word verbatim, but basically the interview was, so to speak, Oh, well, you know, I, I just don't trust all the information about it. Here's the thing. You'd rather not trust the information of the vaccine, but you, you what What do you trust? You, you don't trust that, like, the, popul- the populace is dying. You don't trust that the vaccine has worked for the people who have taken it. You don't trust the fact that, like, everybody that you know in the league who caught that shit has pretty much told you, hey, yo, um, guess what? I caught that shit, and that shit's serious, including homeboy for the Utah Jazz. But more importantly, Q, more importantly, you don't trust the fact that the people, your employer told you, guess what? You can either take this shit, be vaccinated, and play, and not lose money. You can opt out, because I'm guaranteeing the NBA had the option of players opting out if they don't want to. And they did that at the beginning of the season before the season starts. Because the NFL did the same shit last year. They said, you know what? You can opt out and avoid this shit and just stay your dumb ass home. And you deal with the consequences later. You can get vaccinated and play. Or you can say, you know what? I'm going to risk it. 
But guess what? You're going to get fined. And the NFL, you know what they did this year? The same fucking thing. They said, you know what? Be vaccinated and play. Be unvaccinated, get fined, or stay your dumb ass home. Have the NBA and their fucking players who not only do walkthroughs at nightclubs, they also go out, what, three, four times a week? This is not football where on Thursday they might be playing and then again on Monday they might be playing. I'm talking three, four nights a week. These motherfuckers in a different state. One day you're in Sacramento. The next day you're in Boston. The two days after that, you're in fucking Miami. C- come on, man. And I-, I know I've gone this long <laughs> diatribe about this shit, and I'm not trying to make it more than what it is. But all I have to say is this. Let's just bring it down to surface level when it comes to money. I am not a fan of losing money because of a decision that honestly is my own. I'd much rather say, you know what? Y'all got to pay me anyway. Wiggins contract, imagine having a guaranteed contract, Q. Wiggins has a guaranteed Uh contract and lost money. How the fuck do you lose money out of a guaranteed contract? You have to be a fucking idiot to do that. Well, you have to be Kyrie Irving. And uh, just breaking news uh, with the game, Austin Eckler just put a 14-yard touchdown. And he's vaccinated. There we go. I'm done. I'm going to go ahead. (laughs) I mean, oh, I mean Greg, you, you bring up some really, 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 really valid, some really, really valid, valid points. Sorry, you know, it, just, like I said earlier at the start of the show, just get the fucking shot. What is so? What is the big deal about about getting two pokes in your arm? You already get poked enough. Like y'all should be, you, you know, basketball players should be used to needles. Q, no, 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 no. Before, before you do that, listen to me. Before you do that, somebody's gonna be like, well, why are you trying to pressure? I, we are not imploring, we are not telling people to go get vaccinated. All I'm saying is this. If you have the option of you are, I am. your ass, no, no, you can. But what I'm saying, as the sports desk, as a collective, you do what the fuck you need to do for you and your family. All I'm saying is this. I'm not risking job, career, and money for the sake of publicly embarrassing myself with misinformation. That's, that's all I'm saying. So when it comes to Andrew Wiggins and a lot of athletes who they'll go and do conspiracy theories about like what the vaccine can and can't do, what we do and all, all, all this shit, like nobody care about none of that. The league don't care about none of that. What they're saying is we're going to dock your pay if you're not vaccinated and you can't play here, you can't come here and is it classism? Absolutely. Are we going to have to deal with this shit for the next five to ten years? Absolutely. It's some shit you're just honestly going to have to deal with. And the reason for that is because there have been vaccines before. There have never been any that I know of. And more importantly, historically, it will tell you there's never been a vaccine that has been this widespread that has worked in the way that it has. Outside of that metric right there, and feel free to Google it if you want to. I'm not, a, you know, I'm not going to have people just, you know, whatever. Either way. When it comes to Andrew Wiggins and NBA players, athletes, and the NFL or any other sport, you would have done yourself a disservice going on social media when no one asked you and said, I'm not taking the vaccine because it's almost like you not only does the rabbit have the gun, you are the fucking rabbit. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to just shoot myself because why, why the fuck not? Like, if I got the gun, why don't I do it? You are essentially Ben Roethlisberger in the bedroom with that girl. Uh, you know what? 
Shut up, Greg. 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 I was going to take you there. I was going to take you there. I'm done. I'm going to be quiet. Greg's heated. Greg's heated. Yeah, he's on a heater right now. He is definitely on a heater right now. It's all good. It's all good. So, moving right along. Let me just pull it back up real quick. All right. So, 8.25 8.25 million reasons why Ben Simmons is a jackassed bird brain. And I, yes, I said jackassed bird brain. I made up a new word just for his stupid ass. <sighs> All right. So we know that training camp training camps have started. Uh, actually, not just training camp started. The preseason has started because there's preseason games tonight. Uh, the first, pre- the first preseason game was yesterday with the Lakers and the Nets. And Ben Dumbass Ben Dumbass said, you know what? I'm not going to show up. It's almost like that argument with Kyrie. We can take it from a COVID stint to Ben Simmons. Everyone knows he went. You know, the, the Sixers want to trade him because he's some shit. <laughs> he can't shoot and he's some shit. So he decided, hey, I'm not coming. I'm not coming to training camp. So you know, so the Sixers said, "All right, don't show up. We're not going to pay you." His, so he was doing his second balloon payment for you know the, the contract for the season, which was 8.25 million. The Sixers put that in escrow and are not giving it to him until he shows up, or an arbitrator says, "Hey, you got to give him the money." So, Smartest on, thing Philly's done ever. <laughs> so, thoughts on Rick Simmons' unleveraged ass trying to leverage his way out of Philly? You know what? I'm going to defer and say whatever the fuck Q says and Lou says, I agree with it. I don't give a fuck if they said the wrong tape. I'm agreeing. Because this shit is dumb. This is dumb. What the fuck is this shit? Yeah. Yeah, I was just gonna say. I mean, just the whole shit you just went on about with 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 Kyrie and the vaccine and shit being stupid. This this is almost the same exact thing, only a different subject. Like, oh my god, just show up, get paid, and then sit out. I mean, you know, if, if I mean, if he can do that, but yeah, it's just fucking stupid. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Q. I want you to finish right. my sentence for me and then just just, just take over because I know you got some bullets. Okay. What other team is going to want me if I do blank? What other team is going to want me if I basically uh, shit on my teammates, uh, not show up, and prepare and, and actually show people that I can be a that I can be a good player in the league, and actually make my trade trade value even higher. That is why Ben Simmons is the dumbest dick in the league. <laughs> the and, dumbest and, and dick, I love it. The, I love dumb, it. The, the dumbest dick. He's the dumbest dick in the league, and there's plenty of dumb dicks in the in the, in the NBA, but he's the dumbest motherfucker. Like he's dumb. He's dumber than fucking than Mr. PTO himself. Oh no. I don't know about that. I don't know no, about no, that. No, no, no. Yeah. In, 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 this sense, in this sense, yes. Like, you, like, okay, listen, Ben Simmons, you want to be James Harden so bad, but 
one, you don't have a beard because you're light skinned. Two, oh, you're no. not good. You're oh, not wow. As good as, oh, you're not no. as good. You're not as good or never will be as good as James Harden because you can't fucking shoot. Talk, Q. Keep going. Keep going. This is what Three. I like to hear. Let's go, Q. Keep going. Three. You call yourself a superstar? You're, <laughs> you call yourself a superstar? What star? What, what star are you? I don't see it. I don't see it. You know, you know why you're not a superstar? Because you don't show the fuck up in the playoffs. Fourth. 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 You want to be you want to be James Harden and force your way out. James Harden at least came to camp. James Harden played the first uh, what five six games for Houston, and then he went and then he went nuclear. You don't show the fuck up. Not step foot in the building. Oh, uh, you not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take any calls. Like I see Doc Rivers' number on my phone. Fuck him. Then uh, Joel and B, he can go screw a dick. Uh, Elton, Elton Brand, go fuck you, fuck you, douche. <laughs> like you think you think you are a fucking superstar? You're nothing but a light skinned bitch, a whiny, not a light, and not just a nice skinned bitch, but a light skinned whiny little whiny little bitch. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, Ben Simmons. I hope mm-hmm. Philly doesn't. I hope ben, I hope Philly doesn't pay your ass, and, and and I hope they don't pay you. I hope you have to stay in Philly all fucking season because they can't find a trade partner that will actually give them what the pennies of what you're worth now. And then you got to do this all over again next year. <laughs> fuck you, Ben Simmons. You know, you know next. what would be so funny? Go ahead. Is uh, imagine Ben Simmons being stuck in Philly and being bullied and booed in Philly. And he I would love to see no. it. I will. I will. I will. I will. I will literally catch a flight right now because you know Wells Fargo is less than is less than eight miles away from Philadelphia International Airport. I will catch. A, I will hop on a flight right now. I actually have airline credit. I will hop on a flight right now. I will. Uh, barter my way to get inside Wells Fargo Center just to just to see this in person. I you, love it. Here's what's even better about it. Because the new NBA rules require if you aren't a part of the game, if you're not playing, you're still required to show up. Which means, imagine him not playing for Philly, but you still got to sit on the sideline with a team that hates you. Oh, it's going to be so beautiful. You know what? You cannot write this script. Walt Disney could not script this better. I love it. And, you see, and, and now and now everyone sees why Adam Silver is the best commissioner in sports. Exactly. <laughs> it's the best commissioner. I'm giving Q and Lou a virtual high five for that one. I like that shit. Let's go. And and what sports city will give it back to the players and shit like no other city? Exactly. It's it's Philly. Like I like this Ben Simmons is acting like he's like he's in Sacramento or something. Like he's right. in one of those towns that don't that like don't that don't fuck with the opposing team or t- or their own players when they fuck up. <laughs> Welcome to Philadelphia, you jerk. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they booed Santa. They booed Santa. Threw batteries at Santa. Do you think they're not gonna boo and and and? I, I hope they don't throw nothing at them because you know we don't want that happening. Just for player safety's sake, but. <laughs> I can't wait. 
I can't How wait. How do you ruin your own stock like that, though? Like, the thing is, if you want to be traded, you're supposed to play out as good as you can. Because think about Kawhi. Kawhi went and got a ring, and then he became a shrub. It's like, yo, like, goddamn, like, <laughs> like, Imagine going to Toronto, but like, you know what? I want everything my heart desires. I want to go to L.A. He goes to L.A. and he plays like shit. And then when he gets recognized for playing like shit, because L.A. is like the, the equivalent to New York, where if you're playing bad, the entire fucking world knows you're playing bad. And you know what Kawhi does? He's like, you know what? Oh, my I'm ankle. A, I'm a team. Ooh, my knee. Oh, my shoulder. Oh, yeah. I'm going to partially. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to partially tear my ACL. Not tear it no. all the way. I'm going to partially tear it. All I'm, all I'm going to say is this to Ben Simmons. I don't know the guy. I'm, I'm sure he's nice in real life, um, according to Chris Jenner. But when I say this, I mean this in all fairness. Um, ben Simmons, if this is your way of getting yourself on a L.A. team, guess what? Both of them are kind of full right now. So unless you plan on playing in Sacramento, yeah, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> good luck. And the fucked up part about it, though, Lou and Q, is like, you know that's what he's doing, and I, I'm probably wrong in my estimation here. But Ben no, Simmons, you're not. Ben Simmons has his girlfriend in his ear. Come to California, so I can be closer to you. You know she's saying this shit to him, and he's like, "Yo, like, you know, ain't nothing better than Kardashian Jenner pussy." Let me just go over there to the West Coast. The issue is, you got to get to the West Coast. The West Coast and Philly are <clears throat> very far away, and more important. And and and. And being light skinned, oh no! Gonna, being light skinned is not going to help you, son. Not unless uh, unless his name is Aubrey Graham. That's all I got to say. That, that's that's all I got to say. Ben Simmons is following. He's following them pretty young biatches. <laughs> see, <laughs> being, see, see, Lou understands. Lou is <laughs> fucking Simon. He, he, yep. is, he, is, he is channeling his inner Urban Meyer. Oh boy! Oh boy! All right. So speaking of speaking of that. Pussy ass nigga uh, Ben Simmons. So the Pacers have snuck, uh, allegedly and apparently, snuck into the crowd of suitors for that jackass. When you think of superstar destinations, the Indiana Pacers don't typically spring to mind. Hence, George Paul getting uh, demanded his way out via trade. And, and yes, I said George Paul. Not Paul George or Paula George. George Paul. The only Indiana we recognize is Jones. Fuck the Pacers. <laughs> <laughs> how, so, <laughs> however, if the, if the Pacers want their own uniform combination of size and versatility under their extended contract, they can make a move to bring in Brick Simmons. The Philadelphia Inquirer's Keith Pompey reported that there were six suitors for Simmons. The Minnesota Timberwolves, Cleveland, Detroit, Toronto, San Antonio, uh, try to pull that shit with, with Greg Popovich. He's just cut you. <laughs> and the bases. Uh, ESPN yeah, right. Brian Windhorse claims that Indiana is the sleeper team in the negotiations and it's easy to see why. Although the Pacers lack the big names typically associated with uh, trades for stars, they all they own all of their future first-round picks and possess some talented players who can fit the 76ers' win-now goals. Malcolm the Brogdon, Pacers own all of the... Hold on, hold on. The Pacers own all of their, their, their first-round picks for a fucking reason. They're the Pacers. What the fuck? 
I'm just reading this. I'm just reading the story. So uh, Malcolm Brogdon and Caris Levert. Yeah, it's funny that he's on the air, and that he has a stress fracture in his back. In his back, uh, they are the first obvious candidates for a move, as each can play a role in shooting deprived Philadelphia while being easier for Indiana to part with than Demontis Sabonis. They and draft capital make the Pacers a more than reasonable sleeper in the Simmons sweepstakes. I don't see the trade happening because if if he bris- if he's if he's bristling at Doc Rivers, good luck trying to do that shit with Rick Carlisle. Man, what? You want to know what? Actually, I changed my mind. I don't give a fuck where Ben Simmons goes. If he goes to Indiana, if they die, they die. That, that's pretty much where I'm at. Here's my issue with Ben Simmons. Like, I didn't care about him when he played with Philly, so I'm going to care less when he goes somewhere else. If he goes to fucking L.A., if by the grace of God, they do a trade and Kyrie ends up in fucking Philly and he ends up in New York. You know what I'm going to say? Well, guess what? The entire fucking beltway is just shit right now. And I'm completely fine with that. I will live with it. My issue is this. We have talked about Ben Simmons more than we should. We've talked more about Kyrie Irving than I should because I talk too much shit about him. Are they good players? Absolutely. Are they playing to the potential? Absolutely not. Are they playing to their contract? Absolutely not. Where the fuck can they go? Nowhere. That that's for me right there. Where the who really wants either player? But I was, let's just take Kyrie out of it because I've talked about him at nausea. When it comes to fucking Ben Simmons, when you look at Ben Simmons versus the assets that you have to give away to get him, knowing that nothing he's going to do is going to contribute to your team, it's not worth it. It's the equivalent of seeing the pretty bitch at the nightclub and be like, you know what? Yes, she's cute as shit. Like, she, she looks good. Aesthetically, she looks good. But then you take her home and you realize she can't fuck. Ben Simmons can't fuck. <laughs> ben, ben Simmons is that fucking, that, that player oh who God. looks like they got all the fucking tangibles. Where it's like, no, like, this player, if I take them and I put something around them, it's going to work. Anything. If, think about all the Oh, my ass- God. That you bring in for Ben Simmons, and he did nothing with them. Ben Simmons is that bitch, that pretty young bitch. No offense to the women. I'm, I'm talking pretty young bitch because that's my thing for tonight. Ben Simmons is that pretty young bitch that literally has all the tangibles. Like you want them to be everything to you, and the issue is they complain about every fucking thing. Oh, I can't go out. Oh, I'm too tired. I can't do this. Ben Simmons is that. Who the fuck wants that? You cheat on that. You cheat on Ben Simmons. You know how you cheat on Ben Simmons? You trade him to somebody who thinks they know the value of Ben Simmons, thinking that they're going to do good, and they're going to be worse. So when I say this, I mean this shit. I want Sacramento to pick him up. And the reason why, there's nothing good that goes into Sacramento. I'm sorry. Either you are from Sacramento, you're from the state of California, and you know what? You're a good player. Or you know what? You drafted really lucky. I've yet to see a player say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to Sacramento and thrive. I've yet to see it. If if you can name them outside of Chris Webber, be my fucking guest. So when I say Ben Simmons, the reason why I want him to go to California is because he gets his blessing. He can be eight and a half hours away from Kylie Jenner. He can go, and that's driving. In a flight, he can catch her in 45 minutes, 90. And I'm, I'm fine with that. 
my issue with Ben Simmons is we keep talking about this bum-ass dude, and he keeps telling us, yo, I'm a bum, and y'all just don't understand I'm a fucking bum. Guess what? Greg understands. Tupac cares if don't nobody else care, but I care too. I care for the state of Philadelphia. I care for the, any other team that decides they want to pick him up. I care at the fact that if LeBron James gets him for cheap and he gets a fucking ring, I will never hear the end of that shit. I will, yo, that's the, that's the one thing I will say I don't want to happen. If, if this motherfucker ends up on a team that wins a ring and he can talk shit to Philly, yo, I, I, I don't know how I'm going to act. I do not know how I'm going to act. Because then that means LeBron not only got JaVale McGee a ring, but he also got Ben Simmons a ring. Yo, <laughs> I, I don't want to live through that. Yo, I, I do not want to live through that. So, yeah, in closing, yeah. in closing okay. the last thing I'm going to say is this, because I, I know we got to get on. When it comes to Ben Simmons, I wish him all the best. I wish he finds a team that wants him as much as he wants to play for them. I just don't think it's going to happen because Ben Simmons he wants to be the star of a team that has no players, and it's not going to happen in the National Basketball League. I'm sorry, it, it, it's not. I'm sorry, the National Basketball Association. It, it's just not going to happen. I, I just can't see Ben Simmons being a star, but I also can't see him being second fiddle. I just don't, I don't know where Ben Simmons fits in the league anymore. He he, he just blew it. Like he he actually blew it. And we said the same thing about Kwame Brown, but I feel like Ben Simmons is worse than it's like, like everywhere you go now, it's either like you have to be the star and you have to prove yourself, or you have to be second fiddle, and that person has to know that you came from Philly and you might potentially do the same shit to them. Uh, that's exactly what I was just gonna say. I, I don't think <laughs> that. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree one hundred percent. All right. Well, so we're gonna write it on. Uh <laughs> Off of that dumbass Ben Simmons to the to Major League Baseball. The, the regular season ended on Sunday, uh, and we now know who are the excuse me. We know who are the ten playoff teams. Uh, so in the in the American League, uh, the wild card matchup is it, it, it's very 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 juicy. The Yankees. The Red Sox. This one should be fun. Lou, what's your thoughts on it? Uh, I'm, I'm sticking to my guns what I said earlier in the season. Uh, I'm taking San Francisco. I, they, they, uh, no, 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 we're not there. We're not there. Not, 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 not right there yet. Just oh, on this game. What? Yankees, Red Sox. Yankees, oh, I'm Red sorry. Sox. I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> Um, uh, uh, I, I, I guess it, it really all depends on who's pitching, but. So it's going to be uh, um, Nathan Navaldi for the Red Sox and I believe Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole? Would, yeah. Yeah, I, I got to go to Yankees. I'll take the Yankees in this. I'm going to go with the I'm, I, Shit, I hate the fucking Red Sox. I hate the I hate the Red Sox too. But yeah, I hate both too. So yeah, uh, so uh, Red Sox. Greg, what do you think? You got a you got a Boston. You got some Boston connections. What do you think? I I guess I got to go with the Red Sox, huh? 
<laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, hey. Well, you have to. By marriage, I have to. <laughs> All right, so in the National League, we have the Los Angeles Dodgers who won 105 games in the wild, in the wild card game uh, going against the St. Louis Cardinals who went on a 17-game win streak to get reached the playoffs. So, who do you who do you think emerges? Um, and wouldn't it be a shocker if the Dodgers, even after winning 105 games, it, it, it's shocking to me that they're in a they're in a uh, winner go home situation. Well, and they're going so they're, home. They're staying home because they're playing in LA. Oh, they're going to stay at home, but they're going to lose. I have them lose. I, I, this is a hot take, and you know I don't do baseball. Um, if we're going to do picks, um, I'm just going with St. Louis. I, I, I feel I'm answer, way about I'm St. Louis this year. So. Well, listen, St. Louis does this every year. They, they're mediocre this in, in the year. They're mediocre in in the regular season until September. September, uh, late August, late August to September, they turn it the fuck up, and this is mm-hmm. and this is like this is part and parcel for them. I I want I am rooting for Matt Scherzer and and Trey Turner being former Nationals. I don't think they survive this uh, this game, and I think that St. Louis will advance. Let's let's put a bet. Let's put a bet. I can't do a monetary. I can't do a monetary bet. I'm broke. But we can okay. do a. No, no, no. We, we can do. A, we, we, we can do a. We can delay the payment. We can delay the payment. We'll, we'll delay the payment. We'll, we'll do it. The, the payment will be due opening weekend next year. Okay. Oh, so, that, that's reasonable. Okay. So let, let's do a twenty dollar bet. So twenty dollar bet. I have the Cardinals moving on. And beat in LA. Send us out of bet because I'm I'm with you. Oh, I, said, with I don't think I don't think that I don't think the Dodgers is going to. Like, I'm rooting for, in my heart of hearts. I'm rooting for Max Scherzer and Trey Turner because they are former Nationals. Okay, but that's I, what I got don't think, I don't think they get past St. Louis. I think St. Louis takes this. Okay, All right, this, so this one. So, yeah. This was the worst scenario for the Dodgers. The Dodgers had to win the NL West. They had to win the NL West. Yes. This is the worst scenario for them. They got the best pitching staff in the league. And not just the National League, in all of baseball. They have that one of the top, hottest, you know, one of the top offenses. But their offense is also going to be um, uh, uh, a little bit... Slow because Max Muncy is not playing. It's not going to be. It's not going to play in this game because of injury. That's a fact. The cart. I I I just see the cart news in in this one game scenario. Now wait. When did the game start? Is it tomorrow or? So the AL the AL wild card game is tomorrow. The NL wild card is Wednesday, and then the ALDS um, the ALDS will start on Thursday, and that will be. Uh, the the White Sox versus the Astros. Oh wow! Oh, I'm, so the winner. I'm so yeah, the so the winner of the the winner of the, the winner of the wild card game gets to play the Tampa Bay Rays. Okay, I'm with that's, you. In the, that's in the a in the AL in the NL. Um, the NLDS will start on Friday. Uh, that first game will be 
um, the Milwaukee, the Milwaukee um, Brewers, Brewers. The, the Brewers versus the Atlanta Braves. Like, am I, in fact, check me if I'm actually what? I can beat it up right now. I have to ask the other story. Okay. So, postseason bracket. Uh, sorry. Looking it up right now. All right. So, yes. So, the winner of the AL wildcard will play the race. And then it's Houston and, um, Houston and Chicago, the Chicago White Sox. In the NL, the winner of the wild card game will play the Giants, who are the number one seed. And then it's the Brewers and the uh, the Brewers and the Atlanta Braves. Well, I never gave you my pick for the uh, the Cardinals Dodgers series. Sorry, go ahead. Let's no, you're good. You could. <clears throat> it's going to be a close game. It's going to be a really low scoring game. I, I think it's going to be like a, a two, one game or three to two, something like that. But Corey Seager comes up in the bottom of the ninth and hits a home run and the Dodgers win. Uh, Renfro just scored a touchdown. Pass the touchdown. All right. So, okay. So you have the Dodgers. All right. Yes. So this is the this is the matchup. So the AL the AL wild card is tomorrow. Yankees versus uh, Yankees at Boston, eight oh eight p.m. on ESPN. Uh, on Wednesday is the NL NL wild card. The Cardinals at Dodgers at eight ten p.m. on TBS. And then the divisional series the, the divisional series again in the American League game one. The White Sox and Astros at four seven p.m. on FS one on Fox Sports one. Uh, then whoever wins the wild card will play the Rays at 8.07 on FS1. Uh, so for the, yeah, so that's the, uh, that's the American League DF. On Friday, we have game two um, of the ALD, of the White Sox versus the, the Astros at 2.07 p.m. on MLB Network. Game one of the Braves at the Brewers at 4.37 p.m. on TBS. Uh, the winner of the AL wild card at the Rays game two at 7.02 p.m. on FS1. And game one of the NLDS versus the whoever wins the wild card versus the Giants at 9.37 on TBS. And that's just, and I'm not going to go through the rest of the schedule. It's just too fucking long. <laughs> uh, so, we're just going to do wild card predictions. So, this week, we'll say, let's see, by the time we record next week, next Monday, we'll be at game four in the AL and game three in the NL. So, I think we'll be in a better position. And be in a better position to make a to make a prediction of who moves on to the championship series at that point. Yeah, I think that's all right. All right, moving right along. Oh, yeah, the Dumber MLB. Uh, and now just talking, just want to talk briefly about uh, this past weekend's games in college football. 
uh, Prince, the top 25 teams who undefeated dreams ended this past week. There were so many top 25 teams that took an L, that took their first L of the season. And the the rankings for this week reflects it. Uh, so quickly, I'm just going to go over... Um, let me pull that story up. Sorry. I'm just going to go over some hot takes from the cop from college from the, the winners, some winners and losers from this past week of college football games. Uh, the first winner, Cincinnati's plans to crash the college football playoff party. Cincinnati looks so good, and they and they beat Notre Dame this week. Last week they beat Notre Dame on Saturday. Oh man, did they beat them? And Cincinnati trolled Brian Kelly. Because you know Brian Kelly used to coach the Bearcats before he moved on to, to Notre Dame. They trolled him so good on Twitter. <laughs> if I if you if you have a second, go go check it out. <clears throat> um, do you think that I, Lou? I think you I, you're a little more versed in college football than um, than than the three of us. What do you think of Cincinnati's chances of of, of getting getting into the playoffs? If, if they continue the trend that they're on right now? Well, if they continue their trend they're on right now, then, uh, you know, I, I could definitely see them in there. Um, okay. There's, uh, I, I have no idea who's on their schedule or who's left on their schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, it, it's all going to come down to late November. I mean, yeah. you know, are they, are they still undefeated by then or what? So, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't get a chance to watch a bunch of college this past weekend. I was working, so. Um, but yeah, uh, they they put it on Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah, they sure they, did. They did. They did, and they won that game twenty four to thirteen. Okay, moving right along, the next, the first loser of the of the slate, <sighs> smoke bacon, and this is for the Arizona Razorbacks. They went down to Georgia, uh, Arkansas. I, I, Arkansas. That's what I mean. Arkansas. <laughs> Arkansas. They went down to Athens. They made a trip to Athens to meet the to play the Georgia Bulldogs, and they got bulldog <laughs> by a tune by a tune of thirty by a final score of thirty seven to nothing. Yeah. I had actually predicted this was one of the upsets that I had predicted was going to happen today. I I was like, you know, I just like. Uh, Arkansas was going to they were going to upset Georgia <laughs> that if that those hopes and dreams ended in the first quarter and not even at the end of the first quarter halfway through the first quarter it was like okay Arkansas is not going to win this game and then it just became a will Arkansas even score and we saw the final result it did not <laughs> so moving right along yeah I think it's clear it's clear who one and two is in the country. It's mm. definitely Alabama and it's definitely Georgia. All right. Yeah. Winner. Winner. And this was another game that I thought was going to be an upset. Iowa in its boring blueprint. Iowa came in the came into college park, came to, came into the blackout of college park, and they left college park giving Maryland fifteen black eyes. It wasn't even close. And, and you know the, the tide that turned that game? 
when Deon, when uh, Dante Demas went down with a went down with an injury on the kick return. That 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 was that was the game right there. That was literally the game. That rattled that rattled tackled by Lord so bad he threw five picks in this game. Five. He, you know how many he he had coming into this matchup. He had thrown one pick the entire season. Mm. He threw he threw five. Five. Mm. Five. Five picks. Well, so much for the Heisman. <laughs> yeah, that one is it. Yeah, that's a loss. It's a lost cost for him now. Lost yeah. cost for him now. Uh I'm gonna do one more loser because it was it's a lot on the sheet, but I'm gonna do one more lose one more loser. We had a winner, two uh, two winners, one loser, we're gonna do one more loser. Uh loser. Lane Kiffin's popcorn. So Lane Kiffin, uh, he right before the game in in, in, in Tuscaloosa, he uh, the the television group of CBS caught up with Lane Kiffin. Uh, he offered he answered the question and then offered this for the viewers: "Quote, get your popcorn ready." Unquote. As he tossed the headset onto the ground, Alabama took that personally. Alabama took that personally. Like the, just like the, the Jordan move. And I took that personally. And Alabama took that personally. You think Lane Kiffin still has something against uh, Nick Saban? I don't think <laughs> Nick No, I just think that he better not have something against Nick Saban. Nick Saban is the reason he's the he's a head coach now. Right. Again. Right. Like that is what Nick Saban does. He he resurrects. He resurrects people's careers. He turns them into head coaches. And then when they play him, they lose. He beats them. Yeah, he beats them. <laughs> he's 24 and 0 against he's 24 and 0 against um former assistants. You should have known what this was gonna be, Lane. Come on now. Don't be don't be stupid. Oh, I'm sorry, you are stupid. So moving right on. <laughs> moving right along. There was a story that I saw that uh, you know. Again, shout out to the new NIL, the new NIL rights that college players are able to uh, sign. So, Virginia Tech, Virginia Tech's offensive line signed an NIL deal with a. As soon as this article comes up, so their entire, their entire offensive line picked up an NIL sponsorship. You want to know how did they get how they get paid? They get paid in barbecue. That's crazy. That is crazy. <laughs> so paid in so, barbecue. Jesus. So what does it take? All right. So I'm going into the story. This was published in the Grown Up Times. What does it take? For, what does it take to feed Virginia Tech's offensive line? Mission Barbecues. David Clark has an unofficial formula for that. Quote, they eat about two and a half times what a normal person would eat. Unquote, said Clark, the restaurant chain's area director of operations for Western Virginia. Quote, we've done a lot of catering for tech in the past, and we kind of figured out figured that out based on experience. Unquote. <clears throat> Clark and his, friend, and his staff at the Mission Barbecue location in Christianburg rely on that formula to feed tech's offensive line a weekly dinner this fall. 
Mission Barbecue reached out to Tech's offensive line after the NCAA adopted a uniform policy across all three divisions, allowing student athletes to profit off their name, image, and likeness, or NIL, as of July 1st. Barbecue. And Lyman are probably love any though, too. Crazy. Right? They're probably happy as hell. Got barbecue. That's some crazy shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, we lost Q. Oh yeah, Q's coming back. Yo, can you imagine paying somebody in barbecue? Yo? Like, there's not enough brisket in the fucking world. Right. <laughs> Could right. Not be a boy, man. That's some wild shit. Um, let, let's get some these voicemails because they've been sitting for a while. So let's go. All right. What team are you talking about? Oh man, that message was so long ago. Q talk. That, that message was at nine o'clock. Jesus. Oh. Honest question, man. Why would Ben Simmons like care about what Philly fans think or anyone on the Philly team? He's he's been there for a while. It hasn't worked. Time for him to go. He wants to go. You know what I'm saying? So who cares about the boon? There's only one guy better than him in that team. Everyone knows who that is. But come on, the guy's an all star, man. What? Um, okay, without being uh, yeah, that was no, that um, was uh, no, Q, let me, oh. let me take this for a second. Let me take this for a second. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, Ben Simmons is an all star because of the team that he was on, not because of Ben Simmons. Let's not get it fucked up. Secondly, when it, when it comes to Ben Simmons, just because you've played for a team doesn't mean like when your time there is over, like you can just uproot and leave. Like, you don't get it, like. Have you ever seen, like, even, like, what, last night, Brady played 20 years with the Patriots, right? 20 years with the Patriots, he comes back, he, he got, like, you know, his accolades, everybody clapped for him and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, like, now you're an opponent. Like, we're gunning for you. Ben Simmons, not only does he have the team gunning for him while he's there, can you imagine what it's going to look like when he comes to Philly again? It's, it's not going to be pretty. And the reason for that is because Ben Simmons... It didn't do one thing when it comes to like being an athlete. You could disrespect the team until you're blue in the face. You disrespected the city, the town, the state. And one state you don't disrespect, and you know, this is with all due respect to them, you don't disrespect Philadelphia, who took a risk on you. If you look at the draft class for Ben Simmons, it already was bad to begin with. But then you have Ben Simmons. And now you know you ain't going to get your value for him? What the fuck are we here for? No, ma'am. Absolutely. No. And the thing is, him not playing, thinking that he's going to get his value. Bro, when I tell y'all, and I keep saying this shit, when he ends up in Sacramento and people trying to figure out, well, why didn't he end up in the Lakers? Because he's not Laker caliber. Now, if he does end up in L.A., I, I'll eat my words. But when I say this about Ben Simmons, is this. The Lakers have nothing to give to Philly to make him be there unless there's a buyout. So if he gets bought out by Sacramento because they're like, you know what? Like, yeah, we go. But who the fuck says, you know what? I'm going to trade three first round picks from Sacramento to give him to Philly and then let Ben Simmons go so he can walk <laughs> L.A. We're not doing that shit. So I understand that he's an all star. You know, who? 
if we can go down a list, Q, and we'll do this next week because we we already running over. But when it comes to like athletes who are like, you know, that were all stars, and you look at them and like, yo, why the fuck were they all star? I can give you one: Amari Stoudemire, all star. Mm-hmm. Why? Who the fuck knows? <laughs> ben Simmons is he a good player? I haven't seen it yet. Has he shown glimpses? Absolutely. But you know who else shows glimpses of being good? A, a lot of people. I'll, I'll give you a name that honestly, Tim Tebow, Brock Osweiler, Jeremy Lin in the NBA. Let, let, we, we can go down this list of people who show like, like signs of being good players and then you realize, you know what? They're not that fucking good. So when it comes to Ben Simmons, oh, his trade value is low right now. And the reason why it's low is because here's the thing. There's nothing you can give me with Ben Simmons that's worth what I'm about to give up. If somebody can answer me, what team wants to give away everything for Ben Simmons and a possible? And the thing is, Philly yes. doesn't want to give away a possible. Q, and you, you know this shit. We've been talking about this for six months now. Philly right. wants to just get rid of Ben Simmons. They don't want to give away anything. If you ask them for a fucking uh, third round pick in 2035, you know what Philly's going to be like? No, take Ben Simmons, please. Ben Simmons is the equivalent of that girlfriend who's been stalking the shit out of you and you just can't wait for her to find somebody else new to fall in love with, especially to get rid of you. Yo, that's Ben Simmons. So when we talk about all stars, like I don't want to hear that shit because there are a lot of all stars who don't have fucking rings. Let me just list off some. Steve Nash, Charles Barkley, Carl Malone, James Harden, John Stockton, Russell Westbrook, Patrick Ewing, Elgin Baylor. Like, th- there are a lot of fucking all-stars who don't have fucking rings. And I'm not equating, like, rings to stats. All I'm saying is this. Ben Simmons also hasn't got his team to the fucking NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, and all due disrespect, because I mean this shit disrespectfully, fuck Ben Simmons. I'm sick of talking about him. until he can find a team that's going to take him where he can be, meaning like he's going to be the star of that team. Here's the issue. Ben Simmons will never be the star. And I'm, I'm saying this without knowing the future or predicting it. Ben Simmons will not be the star of any team that he's going to be on outside of the one that he's on now. And he's a co-pilot there. Let that be the last thing I say to him. Q, let's move on. <laughs> uh, we definitely can't move on. Sorry about that. I lost the signal for a second. Uh, so moving on to to UFC. So we just had this piece of breaking news that came out this morning as I was doing my research process for the show and putting the docket together. Uh, Dustin Poirier has agreed to a title fight at UFC two sixty two sixty nine. At UFC 269, he has agreed to fight Charles Oliveira for the UFC lightweight title. This fight will take place on December 11th. Um, again, at UFC 269. What's your thoughts? This is another card I don't care about. I think UFC is just putting on, I said this a couple weeks ago. I, I want to say, like, Lou, fact check me if I've said this or not. I just feel like UFC putting on too many like fights for me to care about who the fuck's fighting. Like, right. like 
it, it just feels like there's a fight every Saturday. And now UFC has got to the point where now that the world's kind of opened back up and there's too many other things to watch. They're like, you know what? How can we, instead of doing main events at like 8 o'clock, 11 o'clock, let's do them at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. We'll do Slash. It's 4 o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday. Nobody's watching that shit. Right. So, like, it, it, I've got to the point with the UFC. It's like, you know what? If it's somebody who matters and it's somebody that's important to me and I like them and I'm following them, yeah. But the UFC has got to the point where it's like just regular, it's like sitcom TV. It's like, I'll see it when I see it, either in the replay or I'll watch it live if I'm at home. But UFC, there's just way too many fights, way too many cards. And more importantly, like that in particular fight right there, Charles Oliveira is supposed to win that fight. And the only reason he's supposed to win that fight is because he is destined to be carrying the UFC mantle for the next two years. They've been putting him in position for the during the pandemic by giving him fights. And he's done really good in these fights. My issue is when he beat Michael Chandler, I was like, oh, great. Like He beat Michael Chandler, so he's supposed to win. His last three fights that I can remember, he's, what, 31 and 8? He fought, um, was it Nicholas? He fought Jim Miller. He, he fought a lot of fucking people. But when it comes to it, like at 31 and 8, He's supposed to win. And after beating Michael Chandler, we talked about that, what, four months ago when he fought him? That was in, what, May? And he beat him by a TKO? If I look at his last couple fights, he's supposed to not only have the belt, but just be the champion for a long time. Michael Chandler, he won that fight. Tony Ferguson won that fight. Kevin Lee won that fight. Jared Gordon won that fight. Nick Lentz won that fight. He's literally won his last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine fights. The last fight he lost was in 2017 against Paul Felder. I, I'm not surprised here. If he doesn't win this fight, and it's because he's probably taken on too many. Since 2017, he's what, had nine fights? And he's either been the co-main event or the main event. Damn. Like, I'm, I'm looking at it like um, 2018, Whitaker versus Romero. He was the uh, co-main event. Uh, Moretta versus Anders. Lee versus Quinta. That was both of all three of those were in 2018. 2019, he fought one, two, three times. 2020, he fought twice. This year, he fought in May for the championship, uh, for the interim championship against Michael Chandler. He won that. So now he's defending the title for the first time. He's supposed to win. He's, he's honestly, he's cleared out his class. And he's younger than me. He's what, 31? He's about to turn 32. So he's destined to like hold, hold like he's supposed to hold this. I, I'm just, I'm honestly, I'm not, I, I don't care. But you know, I, I appreciate the fact that you mentioned it. I'm just, I'm at that point now with UFC. I'm like, yo, I've seen so many fucking fights. Okay. Yeah. Right, okay. But right. also, hold on, one one other thing, you, and I, I'll be done with this after that. Um. And this fight, is it supposed to happen this weekend or is it supposed to happen in November? Because I've had to be like Christian Well, What fight? The Charles Oliveira fight. The one, the one, with, the one we're discussing now? Yeah. Yes. Uh, no, it will be uh, USC 269, which will be, at, be December 11th. December 11th. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. We, we, we got a couple months. We got a couple months. But a fight that I, 
Yeah, we do have a couple of months. We do have a couple of months. A, a, a fight that is coming up this weekend on Saturday is the Tyson Tyson uh, for, Fury. Oh, Tyson Fury. Yeah, the Tyson Fury and uh, Deontay and the, and, and Wild, the Deontay Wilder fight, the, 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 the trilogy fight that should have happened that, that was supposed to take place in what was that July or August. But Tyson Fury's camp uh, came down with had a had a visit from Lady COVID. Yeah, let me be the first one to say this as an early prediction: Fury is going to put a fucking hurt on Wilder. I, I say that with all conviction. I understand how Wilder's looked in like you know in training and how like they like they hyped him up. They did the last fight, and we saw the outcome of that. I just feel like Fury, like, right now where he stands in boxing, and more importantly how, like, his skill level, he's more disciplined than Fury. Now, Fury can go out there and surprise me, and I'll change my view. I'll own my loss, and I'll own the fact that I'm wrong. But I will say this. Fury has consistently shown the world that he's disciplined enough to honestly just get the fight done. Mm-hmm. When it comes to Wilder, he, he's still a wild card. He'll he'll throw haymakers when he needs to, and he doesn't want to like he doesn't want to have a fight go the distance. So Saturday, I I have it going the distance, and I have by split decision, Fury. So that, that's just my bold okay. prediction. Ooh. Okay, split decision for, for Greg Lou. What about you? I um, I I think Wilder knocks him out. Oh. oh, ninth round. Okay, okay. all right. Uh, so I see it. I see Furry winning in a decision. I don't know if it's going to be a split decision or a unanimous decision or a majority decision, but it's going to be a decision. I think, I think it's going to go all twelve. It's going to go all twelve. Okay, which would be which would be great for boxing because yeah, <laughs> the, the shit that has been exactly um, exhibited as boxing in the last couple of months mm-hmm. absolutely trash. So yeah, like if this, <laughs> if, this fight, <laughs> if this fight goes twelve, it it, it 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 will be good for the sport. It will be good for the I'm sport. A- I'm actually going to blame Lou on this one. I usually blame Q, but I'm blaming <laughs> Lou because we all talked on this show about way too many fights from YouTubers this year. Um, we also sat through that Conor McGregor fight in unison. I think Q was, he was at either at his neighbor's or he was, he was at the bar he was watching. And Lou, you were talking about, you were looking at the re- like the replays and stuff like that. And I watched yeah. that shit live. Um, but when it comes to boxing, this year has just been a, a letdown, so I'm prepared for further letdown. Everything just seems to be like unanimous decisions or split decisions. I'm just glad that Manny Pacquiao is finally retired. Like, if I <laughs> ever have to watch him fight again, I, you know what? Let, let's move on. Q, what else we got? What else we got? Um, this normally would have been the session for the weekly WWE Bass Fuck them. Move on. Move on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we're going to move right along to awards. Do anyone has any awards to give out this week? 
Unfortunately, I got one too. My award is. I'll just. I just have one award, and it's the uh, the Adam Gase. Why are you still here? Award. Yes, I'm giving. I'm. I'm giving it to two people. I'm giving it to the offensive coordinator for the Steelers, Matt Canada. And their quarterback Ben Roethlisberger. I think that's. that's a, I think that's a. I think that's a unanimous one. Unanimous one for this yeah. week. But I, I have one. I have somebody who. So let me get mine out the way. So my Go Adam Gates. Why my Adam Gates? Why are you here? Why are you still here, Ward? And you know what? We might Go need to you. rename. We might Go need to you. rename this award after this person, Jason Garrett. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. wow. Oh, oh, no. That was not the name I was about to predict. Oh, my God. Jason Garrett, with your vanilla schemes and bullshit play calling, the Giants, I'm not even, I, I fucking hate the Giants. The Giants should be one and three. They should not be on four. They should not be on four. Actually, no, they are one and three. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. I, 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 I had that. Yeah, I had that wrong. They should be on four. Somehow they lucked their way to own three and got <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> but Jason Garrett, even from his days in Dallas, when he used to call stupid ass, stupid ass plays, and everyone who's watching the game is like, "What the fuck was that?" You are a horrible. <clears throat> There was a reason why you were a career backup. There's a reason why you were a career you were a career backup. There's a reason why after the Cowboys fired you, which you stayed in which you stayed in Dallas too long because I guess you sucked Jerry Jones' dick too well, so well. I don't know. Wow. Yeah, I said it. And yes, I went there. <laughs> Because Jason Garrett was supposed to get fired four years before he did. Four years before he did. Like I said, how he survived that year, he must got some excellent. Um, uh, he, got, he must got some excellent dome skills for Jerry Jones or Stephen Jones. Who knows? I don't know. Shit. Uh, anyway, get out of the fucking league, you fucking loser. You, you and your vanilla, vanilla stuff, fucking schemes. Like I actually. <laughs> Like if if the New York Giants had a better play caller, I actually think Danny Dimes could be a very good quarterback. No, no, no. you got Jason fucking Garrett. Jason fucking Garrett. Oh wow! Your, your head coaching, your head coach isn't that great either, Joe Judge. But he hired Jason fucking Garrett, which means he sucks too. So, Jason Garrett, you are the winner of this week. You are my winner of this week's Adam Gates Why Are You Still Here Award. And actually, that 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 award just might be might be changing to be named after you. Hmm. Well, um, your award. Tonight, Go. T- tonight is the night that we are going to enshrine a new award. It's been a while. Uh oh, it's been a while. Um, and I want you guys to think about who you guys want to give this inaugural award for, because I don't want to be the only one to give this award to someone. So feel free to give this award away. The UDI 
the inaugural UDI Award for Unapologetically a Dumbass Individual, which is a remix of DUI goes to none other than John Jones. Um, let me explain to you why John Jones is getting the first ever UDI or the Unapologetically a Dumbass Award. Um, John Jones has been locked up more than Akon, ladies and gentlemen. Um, they won't let him out. Not only is John Jones just an absolute idiot, he's had nine chances in the past six years. I don't even want, I do, I do not want to run down his arrest record, but here we are. Let, let me just go ahead and just type this in so I can just give this to you guys. Here's a timeline of John Jones' legal troubles. 2012, he was involved in an incident where he drove his car into a telephone pole. August 2014, uh, Jones and Daniel Cormier were involved in an altercation during fight week, and John Jones was fined $50,000 and sentenced to 40 hours of community service. January 2015, he was scheduled to fight 182, where he tested positive for a meta, uh, what is it called? A metabolite called benzo. A, a lot of fucking vowels. Either way, you know. He was just tested for drugs. It was basically called cocaine. They just named it some really weird fucking word with 26 letters. April 2015. <laughs> now, mind you, that was January 2015. April 2015, he was fresh off his one uh, UFC 178 win against Daniel Cormier. Then he was arrested in Albuquerque, New Mexico after leaving the scene of a hit and run. July of 2019, he was charged with battery following claims from a waitress that he hit her and assaulted her. So that was 2019, ladies and gentlemen. In the last year, the last fucking year, he fled a Las Vegas hotel with his kids after he assaulted his fiance. And then when the cops got to the scene, they found blood on her face and clothes. Basically saying, this motherfucker has lost his fucking mind, literally. Um, so, instead of giving John Jones the DUI award, because, I mean, he's already done that three times in his career, he is getting the inaugural UDI award, which is the Unapologetically a Dumbass Individual Award. Now, outside of him, if you guys want to give a UDI award, be my guest. I have another award, and we have not given this award away in a uh, very, the, very long time. Go I'm, I'm going to let you guess it, Q. What, what, is, what is the award that you think that I'm going to give out? You know, Bill O'Brien, you know, you're not fucked up right award? <sighs> no. Or the Nick Young Embarrassment Without Nationality Award. Oh, never too soon. Or the Gilbert, no. Gilbert, or the Gilbert Arena's Goon Award. No. Damn, which one? The award I'm going to give away this week is the Lord Shamik in the Street Awards. It is going oh, to... that one has not been given out in a while. Dot, dot, dot. Lord Shamik, where you been at, bro? <laughs> if you if you in the streets, you need you here for the show. You are supposed to be a part of the sports staff every Monday at 9.30 sharp. It is 11.16. We have not heard a voicemail from you yet, sir. I don't know if you don't love us. And we even started early today. We started early for him. We started early for you. So, Lord Shamik, 
on the weeks that you are not here, you are getting the Lord Shamik in the streets. Because maybe maybe he is in the streets, Q. Maybe he's in the maybe streets. He, you know, maybe he is trying to dig up more, trying to get more info on, on, on Tyree Irving. Exactly. How, how, how fucked up Tyree Irving is. <laughs> but Shamik, yeah. he needs um, time. Yeah. And, and finally, um, this one actually is a positive and a negative. My last award. The Bill O'Brien, you know you done fucked up right award. Goes to the Baltimore Ravens. Um, wasn't really fucked up what they did trying to get three yards. Absolutely. Did I enjoy it? Absolutely. Here's why they got the you know you done fucked up right award. The karma in doing some shit like that is now defenses are going to gun at Lamar oh, Jackson. Yep. For RB mm-hmm. for RB because, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Because now you, you knew what the fuck you were doing and you did it anyway. And you did it in spite. Now, I said in the text group, I said, I actually respected John Harborough for going for that. However, defenses are going to see that shit like, oh, they don't give a fuck about actually playing us. They just want to keep a streak going. And they want to embarrass us. Yeah. And not only do and here's the thing, that's a win or a loss though, Q. Because they lost and still hit 100 yards. And we know for a fact who they're, like you said earlier in the show, who their RB1 is. So you think fucking defenses are going to be like, you know what? Oh, they want to play. They want to get 100 yards every game. They want to keep the record going. Because I don't know. I don't know who they play next week, Q, or Sunday. But let me just make it crystal clear. Lamar Jackson's going to get sacked five times. Because they're not playing that shit. I don't give a fuck who they play. They can be playing the New York Jets for all I care. If that's how the Ravens are going to play every week, just trying to keep a streak going, you're not Goldberg, okay? Yeah. They're going to knock Lamar Jackson's fucking head off next week. And I'm going to be the first person to let you know that. That's why he's getting the Bill O'Brien, you know, you done fucked up right award. That was egregious. So those are my awards for you. Okay. Uh, my inaugural UDI award goes to none other than Kyrie Irving for being a dumbass. It could also, they could also go to Ben Simmons for being a light skinned, whiny little bitch. Yeah. Now, just across something really quick. I, I know I, I don't want to talk too much. We have to give Chase Young a positive award this week. I know we don't normally just give people awards, but we have to give him an award. Because that, that hit <laughs> was not fucking... Yo, I'm was sorry. Not, that I, was I, I not a rough up. in the past. That was not a rough in the past of Tomasi at all. At all. At all. Like, that was absolute... Uh, that was bullshit. This is called Stay Speed. That's bullshit. That, that call was bullshit. I, I'm going to have to look this up because I haven't seen the play at all. Oh, you have Trust to see me. it. When you see the play, you'll be like, there's no fuck, like, there's no way that that was, like, a thing at all. Um, thank you. Before you give your next award, can we just all agree that Q is actually, like, I, I'll actually, I want to speak too soon and jinx it, but I have to say, Taylor Heineke has impressed the fuck out of me. This year. I told didn't I tell you? Didn't I tell you that kid had that kid had something in him, man? Like he lives for big moments. Like he like you know there, there's a there's a saying that there are certain players that have that clutch gene. Yep. He has it. He has yeah. it. 
I, I, I really it. like his approach to football, though. Like he does, like he, he does. He's not too big for the moment. He just feels like he he just likes being on the field. So that, that's it's not even not even that. You got to think about his story. You got to think about his story. So he was undrafted out of Old Dominion. He played in the excess. He played in the XFL. He, you know, he had that one start in Carolina in 2018. He played for the XFL. After the XFL, XFL uh, ceased op, uh, suspended operations because of COVID, he was sleeping on his sister and his brother-in-law's couch. Mm-hmm. Sounds familiar, right? Yeah. Hey, mm-hmm. me. He was sleeping on his sister and brother-in-law's couch. And now, look at him. An NFL starter. And thriving. And thriving as an NFL starter. I'm a fan, man. I hope I, all the good things for him because he deserves it. Yeah, definitely so, deserves like, it, man. Uh, no, I mean, he's just that good. Like, he as an and I said this when, when Fitzpatrick went down. Taylor Heineke adds an element to the offense that 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 fits that Fitzy. And you know, I was like Fitzy's biggest cheerleader. Still yeah. am. But Taylor Heineke has that in more and, and not like he's literally, if you think of Kurt Warner's story, he's Kurt he's the Kurt he's Kurt Warner, he's the Kurt Warner of the season. Yeah. I've, the undrafted, the undrafted quarterback that does what he needs to do to win a game. Yeah. Right. He's so gonna be good, man. He's gonna be good. He's gonna be he's gonna be great. And I actually like that game plan. The game plan that, that Scott Turner rolled out this week. Yeah. I I can't say anything I can't say anything but positive. But oh, you were positive things about Taylor Heineke. He 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 yeah. is that dude. I think, <clears throat> um, I think the Washington. I think I think we lucked into, and I and I don't even think it, it was luck. We had you know, signing Fitzpatrick was a great signing because we needed a, we needed a starting quarterback. We needed a, a quarterback with, with experience. But I think the whole the plan all along was to go behind Heineke. I mean, how yeah. did he show something in the, you know, when they played Tampa in the playoffs? I think that was the plan. Rivera just couldn't say it. Rivera just couldn't say it, but yeah. uh, it, but we knew the vibe. We, we found out it, it, it's tough. It, you know, every time, it, you know, it's crazy, and I'm going to knock on wood, and I got some wood. I'm knocking on wood right now. We found our quarterback. Mm. We found our quarterback. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to work too because I don't want there, none there, of that bad juju. There is yeah. no – yeah, so like if, if Taylor Heineke plays the same way they, the rest of the season, there's no reason to go and get a quarterback in the to, – to go get a quarterback in the draft. You know where your weakness – we know where our weakness is now, and it's in the secondary. It's in the secondary. We can go address the secondary in the draft next year. Let me just say this to y'all. Go ahead. Go ahead. I ho- I hope I I hope this time next year I can say the same exact thing about the Steelers that we found our quarterback <laughs> because we uh, really got to search for one. <laughs> yeah. That is yeah yeah Pittsburgh better start. Y'all say that, but if if anything has been true, watch. Ben, ben um, will be back next. Watch. Ben will be back next year. Watch. <laughs> but, but Q, I wasn't gonna say that. 
when I look at like Washington football team quarterbacks, wherever they go else, like outside of Washington, they thrive. They so I'm, I'm expecting Dwayne Haskins, if he's not cut in the offseason the next year, to be the starter. And we're looking at him like, yo, like he, he's the next coming to Jameis in a positive Well, way. they only signed him to a one year deal. No, I, I, I feel like he's coming back, though. They'll resign. I feel like they'll resign back. We'll see. Yeah. But, I All right, so let's go ahead. And, but, yeah. All right, let's go ahead and, and put a bow on this show. Where can they find you on social media? You can find me on uh, Twitter, at Little Italy. That's L-I-T-T-L-I-T-A-L-Y. Okay. All right. You can follow me in last place with Shakari Richardson. <laughs> oh, can, man. Oh, my goodness. And you can follow me at the bar with, with Urban Meyer getting a lap dance from them bitties. Oh, no. <laughs> See? You oh. going to hell. Thank you going to hell. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Breaking news. I'm, I'm gonna send y'all this link as well. I'm reading a video. I'm reading like a link. They have a close-up video now of Urban Meyer putting his finger in the girl's butt at the. At the oh <laughs> my god! Yo, oh my god! It keeps getting better. It just keeps getting better. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, it says it says Urban Meyer caught with fingers in the booty of the girl at the bar. Cam Soda offers him a free membership. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yo, he's never gonna leave us come down. Oh my god. Here's the thing, she still had pants on. So he put the thumb in the butt through the pants. Oh, he's a nasty dude. He's so nasty. Hey, yo. Oh, Urban Meyer, next week you're getting an award. We are gonna give you your own award. The Urban Meyer, the Trishy Award. Yo, Yes. Next week we're giving somebody the tissue award. Oh, they're, 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 I already, I already got the name of it. We'll call it the Urban Meyer. We'll call it the Urban Meyer. Get your thumb out of your ass award. Yo! Oh my god! Oh my god! Yo, the, the nickname has to be the Tushy though. Just like how we got like Grammys and Emmys, <laughs> we got to give the Tushy <laughs> the Tushy, the tushy Award. The fucked up part about it is like the Tushy Award. It sounds like something that's supposed to happen, <laughs> and the Tushy goes to you know, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn! Oh, that's too much. All right, so all right, you can you can follow this show. And Austin Eckler just scored again. Uh, you can follow this show at Why Be Bothered. <clears throat> Why Be Bothered on Twitter and <laughs> like Pod on Instagram. <laughs> Until next week. <laughs> We can't leave people that way though. We got these voicemails. Let's get these out of the way no, and then we'll be done. But first, 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 all right. first yo, first, Simmons first. is go is from the UK, man. Don't fuck with the Kardashians no more. Oh, okay. <laughs> you are still talking about Ben Simmons. <laughs> Unfortunately. I know this is off topic, but I'm wondering how do you get verified on this app? 
because I read that you have to have 10,000 followers, but I've seen many people that don't have 10,000 followers on this app but are verified. So I'm just wondering. And hello, how are you guys doing today? How are you? Um, the best thing to do is just contact them on stereo, but we've been here for a long time. Um, we're not we're almost a year now, yeah, almost a year. We, we're coming up on our one year anniversary, very soon. On stereo, yep, yep, yeah. So, with that being I, I said, everybody. man, yeah, get the tushy, get the tushy. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all have a good week, man. We'll see y'all yeah, next week. Peace out. <laughs> hey, do you have the Wi-Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hero.co.